Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with the rerun of episode 166 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. And look at that smile. It's back again. Even on the rerun, Robert just can't help himself. Cheesing up a storm. Would you guys introduce yourselves, please? Um, hi, I'm Robert, and uh, just follow big follower of both Maddie and Carrick in the podcast. Um, and I've got a friend here who, who Maddie met at QuakeCon. Um, let's. Yep, and uh, I'm Micah, and uh, I've been watching these guys for a while, and I'm so glad that I got to meet them at QuakeCon, mm. and I'm able to be here today to talk about games and just do what I love. Absolutely, man. Thank you guys so much for joining. And I, I, I once again need to emphasize how amazing you, you guys were when you, you approached me at QuakeCon. Because, you know, sometimes, like, people, when they approach me, they get, like, really nervous. But you guys were just fiery and, like, talking about KOTOR off the bat and started talking about the podcast. And it was obvious, like, we got to bring these guys on. So I, I just wanted to thank you again for showing the passion, showing the love, and, and hopping into the discussion because um, not a lot of people are as ambitious as you guys where they're like, we want in on this, man. So I appreciate that type of stuff. Anyway, a couple you little made week. Yes, you I, made I, I try. Week. I try. Just, you know. It's, um, yeah, thank you. Um, oh, dude, dude, you don't have to thank me. I'm, I, I, that's the thing. I don't have a chance to meet a lot of viewers. So like when anyone stops me at a convention, especially the energy you guys hit me with, I was like, you made my week. That's the thing. You you guys hype me up. So just remember, it goes both ways. <laughs> anyway, Carrick, ignite the chorus. What, flick a buck? Yeah. What What am I supposed to do? You want me to sing it? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Yeah, well, well flick a buck. I'm not, dude, I'm not singing. I'll just say, no. No, you're no, not I gonna sing. I can't sing. I can't sing. I don't know. I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. I can. React. I can't act. I'm. It, it doesn't work that way for me. Not so, like yeah, when I go I've, flick I've, a buck and you go flick a buck. Flick a buck. There yeah, that, that's fine. But I can't do it. I can't just for. do it with. No, it, yeah, flick I got react, not act, man. Yeah, all right, <laughs> that's, that's all, all yeah. I wanted for. Flick a buck at the Patreon. The link is down below. You get access to the Discord. You get involved in the show with your questions being answered as we go through the news together. And on top of that, you have a chance to join the show just like Micah and Robert have here today. And um, also, let's talk about upcoming content. I'm planning on doing 2018 reviews for Quake Champions and ESL. I like to do those, especially based off the reception of the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. Uh, review I did for 2018. It seems like a lot of people enjoyed that, wanted more of that content. So I wanted to dive into games that are constantly developing like ESO or have just had a big change like Quake Champions going fully free to play. Also, I'm prepping discussion pieces for Fallout 76. It seems like something's coming sometime in September based off what Game Informer had told us. And that's all I got coming up. Carrick, what about you, man? Um, I, I, one thing I did forget in the, in the original recording to this was to say that I am just like Maddie, um, doing, uh, much more on Twitch as well. Nothing will ever be subtracted from the YouTube channel, but we do, uh, our live, uh, international podcast every single Friday. And then there's game impression stuff that I do whenever I get a chance. So you'll see me doing some stuff there. I also have reviews for donut country coming up as well as the new Yakuza game on the mm. 20th. Yeah. Speaking of streaming. Yeah. I, I had just hopped back into my first time streaming since For Honor had dropped. So well over a year, about a year and a half, uh, it was really good to be back. I had played some Quake Champions. It was uh, a couple of viewers that jumped in with me. That was a lot of fun. And um, I know Robert will be playing some ESO with me when I stream that. 
Micah, of course, you're more than welcome to join us. If you like ESO, you know, that's the thing. I just like to party up with the viewers, interact yeah, with you I've guys. Yeah, I've been needing to uh, get back into it. <laughs> oh, there you go. Now's your chance. Now's your chance. Anyway, we have a very decorated list of gaming news this week. It starts off with the TV show adaptation coming to Van Pier. The following information comes from Nick Santangelo at IGN.com. Another Don't Nod Entertainment game is being adapted as a television show. Fox 21 has been granted the rights to make a vampire series. Publisher Focus Home Interactive announced today. The series will be developed by DJ2 Entertainment and Wonderland Sound and Vision. DJ2 previously partnered with Square Enix to produce a show based on Don't Nod's Life is Strange, which I personally wasn't aware of. No release window was announced for Vampire's TV adaptation, but DJ2 Entertainment CEO Dimitri Johnson said his production company got on board with the project well before Vampire was even released in June. We believe it is a fantastic premise for a television show, said Don't Nod CEO Oscar Gilbert. We cannot wait to see how the talented team at Fox 21 will bring out the darkly atmospheric universe of our game into television. And that concludes the piece from IGN. So, fellas, what do you think about the idea of a niche RPG receiving a TV show adaptation? I think that it'd be really good for the series to have um, all these characters. Because, you know, all the characters are so such a tied part of the game Mm -hmm. that it'd fit really well to have all these characters fit in to this little universe that the TV show could absolutely demolish with just being perfect and character development not having static characters and having that dynamic feel of every character has a little um quirk to them Mm -hmm. but at the same time i feel like i know fox hasn't had some of the best publishing in the past so i feel like they might be able to have a chance to kind of mess it up Mm. um i have similar feelings i think it's a fantastic concept for a tv show just because there's so many ways you can take the character and there's just, like, what we wouldn't know is, like, is he going to do a, he's going to save everyone, he's not going to kill anyone, or what moral is are you going to have and have that change in the different situations, which I think would be really cool. The only issue is it's mostly going to come out one of two ways. It's either going to be um, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show quality, where it's awful and meant for, well, I mean, it wouldn't be meant for little kids, or you could get a Castlevania. You could get the Castlevania Netflix series, like... Uh, in terms of quality. Like, I don't see there being much in between. I think it's either going to be either really, really good if they really care about the source material, or if they don't and they're just doing whatever they want to make it pander to a a casualized audience. I don't know. I don't feel like that would be nearly as good or as engaging. Right, right. Carrick, what do you feel about this? Um, or how do you well, feel? so Fox originally had Vampire the Masquerade in the 1990s, I think, which was a highly popular TV show based on the World of Darkness D&D game. And unfortunately, the lead actor decided to smash his face through the front of a semi in the midst of filming for the second season. So that was canceled. So mm-hmm. it was something that Fox fans have actually wanted for a long time. In fact, like just a couple years ago, there were a bunch of people that did a petition saying we want a vampire story on Fox. We want Because... They're probably one of the better channels for it. So I, I personally feel that they actually, even though that's been years ago, there's still sort of a setup at Fox, the way they do things, the, the way their shows already are. I don't see we'll, you know see any issues with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes to the darkness and what they can show, because I saw somebody say they were worried about Disney, 
That is true, but when you look at a Vampire Diaries, uh, which looks from the outside as if, as if it's, like, glamorous, it's one of the grossest... I mean, there is people getting beheaded without cutting away from the screen. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. So you can yeah. certainly do that. I don't think it's going to be this character, though. Mm. It's going to be the Vampire World. I don't, In no way, shape, or form do I think they're going to take this character and have him be the the main character of a TV show, because that does negate any chance of really blossoming out and, and sort of building a world if you're just around a guy we've all already had experience with. I think the vampire world seems to be super interesting. So to me, you could cut, you could have, you know, I mean, how do you do it? You could have fucking 90210 with vampires. That's one way to do it. But another way to do it is something that's a little darker, like the original seasons of Supernatural, which were very dark. So I'm, I'm excited for it, but at the same time, Shows get announced all the time, guys, and then they never come out because things yeah. don't work out. So I'm just like, great, yeah. I'll see you when it actually comes out. Right. Yeah, for me, I've wondered, like, you have a game that I feel works so well because you decide the fate of who lives and dies. <laughs> and then you have a TV exactly. show that obviously will go one route. And it's like, how does that work? Is it Because the world itself, the universe of Vampire is engaging, enticing. It makes you want to explore, read every note learn every bit of backstory with the character but i feel that works well as a video game medium because you're interacting you know you're digging in the trash can you are finding that note you're reading it in the menu then you're going back to that person going to the hit menu asking him a question about what are you just uncovered which they were trying to keep a secret there's something more um dy- not dynamic but um in- in- engrossing and lovable about that in a video game versus in a tv show you're just ultimately learning the character's backstory. I feel like Vampire's greatest strengths come from the fact that it is a video game. That doesn't mean that if you have these great characters in the game that they can't show up on a show, equally as interesting. But part of the fun is playing around the universe, deciding who lives and dies. Someone talks to you like, shit, yep, you're dead the second I get my mesmerized level up. Um, Considering Vampire is still my game of the year at this point in time, I'm personally really excited to see what they do with it. Do I think it's going to be good? I never saw the original Vampire the masquerade show where I don't know based off that, how good their vampire TV shows were. Um, but what I'm excited about is what this means for the future of the vampire series. Um, in fact, X Toft X had asked on the patron discord, if this show actually comes to fruition, do you think it will affect the game and don't nods future with this IP? So do you think if the show does well, does it stay as a show or do they now have the ability to invest in doing a, a Vampire 2, we'll call it. Because they had based it originally, I just remembered, off of sales. They were like, yeah, if we hit 500,000, yeah. it's a success. Yeah. If we hit a million, we'll do a sequel. But now they have a TV show, which is increased yeah. exposure. So where yeah, do you guys stand I'm, on this? I'm sure it is, and I'm sure it will. If, if it did well, it would certainly pay off in some way because they know they yeah. can now connect their TV show. Supernatural, they were talking about Telltale Games taking on Supernatural for a while because wow. of a TV show. So I would certainly assume that um, that probably offsets a little bit of the requirements that they had originally. Because I know they had 500,000, and I don't think they got there. They got very close. So they're probably there now. But they I'd weren't imagine. there a couple months ago. Um, so that means they made money. But they, a million was a guaranteed, you know, a, a guaranteed amount. But the thing is, is movie contracts are so huge that most likely that made up the other 500,000. Like, yeah. I mean, if, if they... Thinking. If they do it right, that I don't see. I mean, imagine you're wa- you're playing the or watching the show, and suddenly Vampire or Vampire Two's commercials playing, and you're like, oh, the TV show, you know, the game. I mean, it's it's something that I think would 
completely help them, I guess, in the long run. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. And you were actually touching on Disney acquiring Fox and what that could yeah. mean. Uh, one of the questions we also had in the patron discord was about Bearded Panda saying, with Disney acquiring Fox, does this branch of Fox fall into the part that is merging with Disney? If so, what are your thoughts on a family-friendly version of Vampire? So let's say this this show is a little more PG. You don't really see him bite the neck like he goes to bite the neck and it fades to black. Stuff along those lines. It it wouldn't work, I don't think. Um, personally, I think that it would ha- you have to have a certain amount of maturity in order to do a story like that correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to say that Disney is able, they have other divisions underneath them that do darker stuff. Like, I know that they own Miramax and put in money yep, to, like, exactly. a, a bunch of Quentin Tarantino stuff, which shows they can do dark and they can do really dark. And uh, th- this might go off topic, but um, go for it. I feel like talking about this being a TV show makes me realize how much I just want a Night Seal Republic show and do <laughs> each game is a season, like Game of Thrones style. Because they have those directors on some Star Wars project. If they were to come out and say, we're doing a, Star- a Co- Knights of the Old Republic TV show where mm-hmm. one season is every game. And then you do uh, the first two games, the Revan book, and then none of the MMO. Just just don't touch it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, that's my personal bias. Don't like the MMO. But just I just want that so bad just because... I'm right there with you. I've said so many times when I see like they do... Star Wars Clone Wars, they're doing a season two of that, which is pretty hype. Then they do, or not season two, but they're doing another run of it. And then they're doing, they did Rebels and they're doing Resistance. It's like enough of this fucking Rebel shit, Resistance shit. Like, give me Star Wars The Old Republic, the show. Like, it's an animated show. I'd be all for that. I think that if they give it to the Game of Thrones people, then we'd probably get a live action, which I would like more. But don't actually, I wouldn't, like, Clone Wars has some good stuff and through Rebels, they've actually brought in a lot of characters that were erased from canon and that people loved, mm-hmm. but that are now back. Like, the biggest one is Grand Admiral Thrawn, who was huge in the fandom beforehand. Then when Disney axed canon, he was so popular still that they brought him back into that show. Which, cool. Yeah, so there's a chance, uh, is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's also in that show, they legitimately have things where it's like, they go to Malachor 5, the Mandalorian War has happened, the Jedi Civil War has happened, they're all in the same time eras, the only things they're, like, left to say is just, like, say Darth Revan, and then we know that it's basically canon. Because mm-hmm. there's so much in the new canon that is just, like, this is canon, because people who were writing it were just huge fans of Night Seal Republic, so they're doing as much as they can to make it still count which I think is a good move by those people. Right, right. I'm, I'm with you, man. You know, you know me. You know I'm with you on the on getting a go-to-our show. As for Vampire, though, I guess we'll see in due time whether or not yeah. this adaptation pans out. Uh, did you guys know anything about this Don't Nod and Life is Strange adaptation? No. Uh, no. I, I never looked into Life is Strange personally. Oh, okay. Carrie, did you I've heard seen... about it? No. Yeah, what the fuck? That's like right when it was like when it was mentioned in the IGN article, it was so casual. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, when the fuck did this happen? Where did this come from? Yeah, so because then it could become a little more predictable, right? If if you've seen they they've done it in the past, maybe Vampire makes a little more sense. Like they're they're keeping the ball rolling with that. Um, but what I I wanted to take away from this part of the announcement was that um, CEO Dimitri Johnson had actually said that the company. Production company had got on board well before 
Vampire was even released. I remember it was sometime at the end of last year or the really beginning of this year that Donut had said, you know, the thing about 500,000 sales will will do this and, and a million sales will do that. So I had wondered to myself, you know, we we pretty much confirmed for ourselves, oh, this definitely plays a factor. They're going to probably do a sequel if they have this plus the sales they have now. But is that actually the case? I guess I wanted to nope. challenge it, if anything. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna Google how much the sales are for Vampire right now, just because I want them to do a sequel already. It's just like, yeah, it's a it's see, a great yeah, game. It, it has so much well, potential think... if they invest more money in it. Like it was already an amazing game. They really devoted their resources in the right area all the time. It's just a matter of like getting more money. Um, and if you think about it, I bet one way they could introduce the second game is by through a TV show if they don't have it focusing on. Um, what's his name, the first one? Jonathan Reed. Yeah, Jonathan. If they had it focused on a different character in a TV show, then it'll flow off and announce the second game at the end of maybe the first season and be like, Vampire 2, and you start at the end of that TV series. Mm. I think that'd be a cool concept. Like, maybe it's kind of fluid with the TV series, and it transitions between series. Yeah, they coexist. Either that or... Hold up, idea for the vampire for the vampire show. So you know how they have like the council of the elder va- vampires that have been like keeping oh, everything in check. If they do that as a show where it's mm. like them in like ancient times and going forward through history, that would be pretty. That'd like be that cool. seems pretty. That would be pretty awesome. kick-ass. I like that Nascalon Club TV show. Yeah, before that, did you find the sales numbers by chance or? No, I didn't. But okay. Uh, yeah. All right. No problem. So we'll just stick with the news we got now. And uh, yeah, Vampire is getting a TV show adaptation. Looking forward to that. Now, yeah. Yeah. we can talk about Fallout 76 at QuakeCon. We'll talk about QuakeCon in general in a, in a second about like Doom and whatnot. But let's talk about Fallout 76 for now. We got a lot of information at the Fallout 76 panel. No problem. Uh, we got a lot of information at the Fallout 76 panel about PvP anti-griefing we also learned a lot about the character system so let's take a look at that let's start off with the character system which i really liked personally i think that really altered my opinion on the game because we have a perk card system that really fuels multiple builds i think that's huge for a lot of people what do you guys think yeah i actually really like the um the perk card system because I think it's a really nice concept how they completely flipped it where everybody starts out as a base of one and so it goes up and after the max cap you can just swap your character out so if you want to be more of a team player when you're really strength based you can totally be a bard you know mm. you can totally just go right into it do whatever you want to do and just heal for the team instead of just being a lone wolf. Yeah. I mean it also it really is a bard just because you know in D&D bards do just use charisma. I mean to me, they've always been the class that is like, who picked the bard? Why? Just like they're so... But in this context, it seems like they're a lot more useful. I think that's good. I'm so just weird. It weirded out at how different what intelligence is going to do. Just because I've always in the past Fallout games, I've always gone 10 on intelligence because in the in 3 in New Vegas, you got more skills. Yeah. And, but in 4, it actually gave you more experience, which... Mm-hmm. made everything getting better it was just for me it just seemed a logical choice not to mention i like a lot of the perks I, i'm betting you that all of the perks are gonna be like crafting 
just because that's I know what I personally want is like weapon crafting for that. Right. But um, I think that it's a really cool system that you're going to be able to sw- swap things out, as well as the fact that you're going to have a max limit for how many specials you can put in, and the fact that your specials all start at one is a good addition to me, and it makes things a lot more interesting just because you before your character's always been kind of defined as to what type of thing you're going to do to your do to your special. Um, I mean, and you can go back and change things from there, but actually having it so that you build it as you go and can adapt to what you need to do in the moment seems to me to just be really good. And I just, I'm for it, especially in this online setting. That's, there were going to need to be compromises made. I still, I still miss my skills. That's something that I miss dearly from Fallout 4 is I, I was like, where are my skills? Skills I, 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 like micromanaging all of my skills and getting slowly getting everything I wanted up to a hundred was a huge plus for me. And then when that was gone, it was just like, uh, especially that was the, it's just, it's like per Christ, which I mean, I liked in Skyrim, but you had that in addition to the skills. I don't like one instead of the other. I like a combination of them both. It's yeah, just like a hybrid because they could yeah. do both. They could do perks. Well, they did do perks and, and skills, but rather the perk system from fallout Four with the skills, of a three yeah. in New Vegas or Skyrim, if, if you will. Micah, what do you but think then, about this uh, new leveling system in Fallout 76? Uh, like I said before, I think it's really cool how you can have the 15 points and you can swap your characters out with the perk cards. Hmm. Um, I think one thing, is there if I just go a little bit off topic? Go for it. The one thing I wish they explained more was the VATS, because I'm still trying to figure out how that works exactly, because they said it was perception-based, but I'm hmm. wondering how does it slow down time because so, it can't slow down on npcs it know? is real time and you can't pick body parts you just select them and it's a whole body if you have a certain perk i think under the perception tree you can pick different body parts but it doesn't slow down time it's pretty much just yeah. you know let's say you don't have good aim you bring up your vets on this guy who's running away from you you select him a bunch of times spend all your action points and just hope you, you pop him from a distance that's pretty much okay. how it works yeah I'm I'm also hoping that perception, in addition to what it's done in the past, now since everyone apparently turns invisible when they're sneaking, or at least on the map, I don't know if they're going to have it be where there's like a little effect where they're actually invisible when they're playing. If that's the case, perception should make it so that you're it's a lot easier to notice them. Mm. And within that, like maybe a perk is no matter if they're stealthy or not, you still know where they are. Like they're they're still on the compass, and that you'd still be able to figure out where they are just because that is what kind of comes with perception is a mm-hmm. just as a Awareness. trait for normal humans. Yeah. Just yeah. cause it's being aware of your surroundings. Absolutely. Carrick, what did you feel about it? We haven't had a chance to really talk about QuakeCon whatsoever. So how are you feeling yeah. about what you saw? I, I only caught the tail end when somebody in your discord was talking about the, um, I think it was grim blade who, who's always on top of shit. And he was sure explaining the, um, the anti-grief system, because I've lost all interest in it. Like, I literally do, I don't care about the game at all. Except when he mentioned that, that was one of the reasons why. was because I had an issue with the griefing, the idea of the griefing. And so it was very interesting to hear how they're doing that, and that certainly made me much more interested in in the game as a whole. And I like the idea of it. I don't think it's perfect. I don't think any system's perfect for griefing. Um, because of the way humans are so good and adaptable at fucking up your day. That's, I mean, th- mm-hmm. that's how, that's, that's what we're about. So I loved that. I didn't see anything about skills. 
I unfortunately didn't really watch anything about like the, the I'm listening to you guys, but I, I would have to see a video to sort of put it all together in my head. Vats was another thing I had a question for. I'm going to be honest. I thought it was probably not going to be there. So even if it's there in real time, I think that's cool. It certainly made my interest go up because, I mean, I don't think anybody's really surprised by me saying it had gone away. And it had no, gone away no, just no. because it was so, I'm, I got so tired of not knowing. So yeah. when they did say they were going to show something, I'm going to be brutally honest. I thought they were lying. Like I did. I just thought they're lying. They're not going to show, they're going to do the typical thing. And instead it sounds like they showed a bunch I think that's awesome. Like, uh, I, I don't think it's still anything that interests me, but I think overall it looks like they're doing a far better job than I think a lot of us worried about. Because mm-hmm. I don't well, want a game to fail, even if I don't want to jump in. Yeah, I don't want it to fail ever. And the idea of an online is what I want. Like, I like that. But I have a question. NPCs. None. Are yeah. they there? Are no. they not there? No, they're not. Zip. Which is a shame. Yeah, it's just it's a shame. But mm, man. yeah, I I understand. Yeah, well, they said that there might be like robots there that you can talk to. Well, but... robots an NPC. They can call it what the fuck they want. A talking dog could be an NPC. They, yeah, they right? said that there might be robots. That I'm not. I think I've heard Todd in some way mention oh, okay. that you can get quests from robots or. I don't know why they're not putting not. people and they're going to put robots, but whatever. That'll be cool. Yeah, I, well, I want I want things to bounce off of in a game like that. Sorry, yeah. but that's like half the reason why I liked the original game was the NPCs. The other, so, to me, the entire highlight of that uh, showcase was when Todd said that there was the guy in their office who went out into the middle of the road. He had a tuba and set up just to to get it griefers. He set up just turrets in the bushes surrounding him and was just sitting there playing a tuba and then as soon as someone because the way you initiate uh Carrick, i don't know if you heard this but they um the only way you can initiate is if you shoot at someone yes, and they, they shoot back at you yeah. so they shoot him and then the turrets go ape shit and they're all dead and he's just sitting there playing a tuba just it was a great little story that they had up there <laughs> as well as the the fact that you can have mutations now is so cool yeah, I, I, I hate that cool. they, but the thing is, I hate that they have to talk about it. They can't just show it, you know, even something right, stupid yeah, like right. that. Maddie like, knows I, where I'm coming from then. He yeah. knows I what personally, I'm talking about. I also wish that they would let you choose a background for this, just because if you were to actually have, like, it all still be NPCs, but you had factions in the game and set it a bit further up on the timeline, I think it would be a lot better. Like, if you'd had it where once the NCR is set up, you could choose a different background. If you wanted to be a super mutant, you could go through that, where your special is very limited to, like, intel- uh, high strength, low intelligence. Mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. Or you could be a ghoul or, like, be trained by the NCR, and all of those were different start-out points with different, well, we know, uh, like, we, skills and stuff. I think that would be really cool. there are super and ghouls in the game, so... I know, but, like, I just wish you could be one. Like, mm-hmm. that was... I had an idea for a Fallout Online, personally. Like, if they were to make it, which was like that, is everyone... I mean, it's it is still have had NPCs, but everyone could have chosen a different place where they came from, and that could add to the role-playing of the character, just because I think that... Yeah, having those backstories. Like, I know you guys have talked about it where, like, Dragon Age Origins is so good because you can choose the backstory yeah. and then you actually go through it, which I think, if you were to put that in a Fallout Online, I think that'd be great, but... Absolutely, yeah. We got I mean, what we got. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I wouldn't say never say never on that just because you look at ESO Morrowind and how that came out last year yep. and they had added just a brand new class then, so, you know, I, 
I, I wouldn't say it's against any type of possibility because with the perk card system, it does seem to focus on like you are going to make multiple characters in this game if you want to dedicate a lot of yeah. time to it, which is fine with me. I love that idea. And if you added in races on top of that, that would be that would yeah. be it, the icing on the cake. I mean, granted, there's very little to select from if you compare Skyrim or sorry, not Skyrim, but Elder Scrolls in general. Elder Scrolls to yeah. Fallout. You know, you got in Fallout what humans ghouls super mutants maybe they want to let you create a robot i don't know man like i'm just i'm spitballing at this point but... oh oh you're, you're one of the cyborg guys from blue mesa sure sure <laughs> from from the new vegas dlc yeah i, I love that I mean, sorry i love the DLC. <laughs> i guess you man that's one of the, that's one of the best <laughs> DLCs out there yeah yeah i, I just you know I, if you want to add more to that character system i'm fine with that because i think right now it's diverse enough where Anything would be an addition. Um, as for the, the PvP and anti-griefing methods, uh, Todd Howard had said during this panel he wants to turn assholes into interesting content. They're like, how can we do this? So they made a revenge system where you get two times the caps if you kill someone who kills you. And if someone were to kill you, they are marked on the map as wanted. Pretty much everyone's going to go for them because when they die, they Whoa. drop their junk and their, and their money. So And it comes out of their funds. So a lot of good anti-griefing methods in place. But they only get the wanted if you did chose not to initiate. If yeah. you chose not to initiate, then yeah, they're going right. to be wanted. Which you know yeah. just sounds like the most fun thing is you just get all your friends together. Guys, we're going on a uh, on a hunting party. <laughs> Whoever gets this, yeah, let's let's kill this fucker. Just like he's, or like if he kills one of your guys, then you all just gang up on him. Just get in a circle and just close around. <laughs> that idea is pretty the fun. The thing is, the person would be really stupid to like challenge you when you're in a group, right? Imagine that. Oh, I know, but like maybe one of them is off doing something different, and then you talk to him, and he's like, "This asshole killed me," and then everyone just converges. That sounds like fun. I like that too. It's gonna be. I, um, I think it's gonna be fun. Oh, sorry. No, go on. But um, I, I was at, at that point when I was in the uh, in the audience. I really thought. Um, you know, Fallout GTA, you know, because they had that picture mode, that picture mechanic, like yes. a Snapmatic, Very and then they had the bounty system. I was just thinking, this is going to be Fallout GTA. It's kind of, I'm really excited for it because of that reason, just because it's going to be a lot of fun to play with friends on that kind of spectrum. Hmm. Also, uh, with the mutations, I'm glad uh, Lone finally got a cameo with Fallout. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, I forgot about that in the... Uh... <laughs> in the in the cartoon, for those who didn't catch it, uh, someone turned into a kangaroo through the mutation. Yes, Let, yeah. let's talk about that a little bit. We learned about one mutation. It was called Birdbone. Pretty much, you your strength goes down. You're able to carry less, but in turn, your jump is doubled, so you're able to jump two times the height. What do you guys think about this? You come up with anything creative? Because I, when I heard mutations, I, I like fist bumped. I was like, this is a great idea. This is a step in the right direction. Myerlurk mutation. One of your hands becomes a fucking claw. <laughs> Breathe underwater a little bit longer. And you get, you get tons of melee damage. I like that. I, that's a good idea. That's and a, and idea. a shell. And damage resistance because your body starts to become like a carapacy. So you have like armor on you as well. But your, uh, your agility is so greatly See, reduced. That's the thing that it, you got to show in game though. Because it's like, do they just say like, you, congrats, you've earned a mutation. Because in the, in the yeah. little cartoon video, you see him turning and like Turn. his face is changing. Does that happen in 76, they, or is it um, just like a, a little stat thing? Yeah, I remember earlier in one of their earlier, uh, I think it was at E3, they were saying that some mutations do actually show on the character, but most of them are just going to be bonuses. Oh. And also, 
in addition to the uh, Mylert, one of the uh, side effects, bad side effects, could be you need to drink water more often. Mm. Yeah. Or go in, go into the water for, like, breathing every once in a while. <laughs> oh, Cazador. Cazador, do you no, have a Cazador stinger? No, no, <laughs> the worst no, enemies no, from no. Vegas. The worst en- Oh, no, 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 no. Fire no, Ant. No. Fire Ant. You know where the Fire Ants fire from Ant, Vegas literally it. shoot? Where you could shoot, they shot fire from their mouths. You, your, your head, you grow antennae and can shoot flames from your mouth. <laughs> I love that. Would that not be amazing? Would that not be... Oh, but you have to eat really sweet things. You have a, a craving where if you don't eat enough sweet things, it, over time your your stats will start to go down. Hi, man. I mean, I like these ideas. I like them. I don't know how. I don't know the like, chances uh, of Bethesda saying, "Hey, go eat a bunch of candy so you can shoot flames out of your mouth in Fallout 76." But Todd Howard <laughs> sounds, sounds legit. Yeah, Mutation build a bear workshop. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Deathclaw. Let's talk about other other parts of uh, QuakeCon. You guys really wanted to talk about Doom Eternal, so go go nuts. I understand the last Doom game, I was so hyped for it going in, and it completely hit and in certain ways surpassed my expectations. I love that game to death. Played it through like five times the first summer it came out. It was the first game uh, I ever had 100% of the achievements for on Steam until they updated it with a multiplayer DLC and ruined that. And I just wouldn't get that because that's not the part of the game that I give a shit about. Mm. Um, but lo- love Doom. So going into this next one, I was like, how can they improve this? Oh, you put a meat hook onto the super shotgun and you can parkour doing that? Um, the, the plasma gun looks like the old plasma gun. You've added a ton of things where you can just shoot parts of the demon off. Um, just adding, free, making, making making him like a predator, where he's got the wrist blade and a shoulder cannon. It's not just a grenade launcher. No, it's also a fucking flamethrower. That is just like everything is just like not. It doesn't go from ten to eleven. It's taking it from ten to thirteen, and it's just it's faster. It's just a it's, little two point increase. <laughs> it's just it it just looked so fluid and fast, and I just can't wait to play it and just like in the animations on everything, the environments look so well detailed. They kept in the presentation, they kept talking about how um, the one Hugo just kept saying, there are stories in this. There's a story behind this guy. We're building a lot more lore. He he went out of his way to say, if you like to look for the lore in this one, we're going to make it work with your while here, which to me was fantastic just because I on like my second or third went and started looking through the code at second or third playthrough of the original doom or Doom 2016, I started looking through the codex and found a lot of cool lore and little mm. tidbits on the story there. And I love that stuff. So I'm now, just so hyped for this. On the other end of the spectrum, we've got Carrick, who wasn't especially as thrilled. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> I don't know why. Let's have a clashing like, of the Titans here. <laughs> it, it just, I mean, it was... I mean, it is a good... I don't personally feel that it was faster. I feel that not only was it slower, it was a good deal slower. But I think that a lot of that was because they, they picked a poor difficulty to play on for the yeah. for the video. Um, it looked like they probably picked the lowest... Dif- or maybe one step above the lowest difficulty. Mm-hmm. The enemies weren't doing anything. Yeah. And I think that for me, um, the, the big challenge for me in the original Doom was that the enemies were quite mobile. And quite dangerous at times. And you could get yourself fucked over if you weren't paying attention in, in the original 2016 Doom pretty easily. And that one didn't show that. That doesn't mean it's not going to be that way. It's something I've said in Discord is that it didn't wow me at all. But that doesn't mean that 
like 2016's Doom wowed me on their show. Yeah. It was, it's more about what I get and yeah. how I play it. I like the idea of the open world. I think when they walked outside and you see the burning city and stuff, like that all looked cool. But I... it, the moment they did anything, it, it just looked glacially slow until later they grabbed the mouse and keyboard yeah. and they were playing... And that looked a little faster, but the enemies just were not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know if that's a part of what was going on with the AI, and they haven't set it up yet. But if you look at Rage, for example, yeah. the Rage Two, I guess you see Rage you Two. That. Yeah, so you see Rage Two, and then you see Doom, and you're like, the difference between the two is pretty dramatic in how one looks really actiony and movements, and the other one didn't. So to me, I just chalk it up to a trailer that didn't speak to me and a game that'll probably be fantastic. Like, I yeah. don't worry too much about it. Too much. I will say, textures, sorry. Some of them look like dump. Which is why there was somebody who tweeted right after it got posted saying, oh, apparently it's for sure coming to the Switch because those have to be Switch textures. And I gotta say, a couple of them looked horrendous. Other than that, I think it'll probably be awesome. I mean, the original was incredible. I don't... I don't see how they'd fuck it up. Yeah. Right? Like, that's my, yeah. I mean, that's the big worry I have is that somehow they do, but I just don't see. It's, yeah. Know, they could, the open world could confuse them. You know, I, or not honestly, open world, but bigger world. Yeah, I I, I looked at that, and that's definitely, it definitely didn't look like an open world to me. It just looked like bigger levels because yeah. it looked like they're going back to, like, they're going, like, just how in Doom 1 to Doom 2 took things from being, Smaller levels, slightly slower speed, not as many weapons. Doom 2 is like, everything's bigger, everything's better. You have new enemies, every, moving slightly faster. And I feel like that's what they're doing with this one, is they're just adding on more, making it better. And I have to say, it definitely was on the lowest difficulty, and it looked like they had like invincibility turned on. It did, didn't it? Their armor I... went down. Like I watched that trailer just a yeah. few times, just because it just keeps getting better for me. Like Everything I noticed, I just... I think I, a lot of it was just the choices they made during the trailer. Yeah, at least because, for me, that's what I was. That's what I'm hoping. Because I know. That, uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, one thing that I was really excited for, I don't think anybody else really talked about, was the Dark Souls esque kind of world invasions. I really yeah, like yeah. that idea where other players can invade as some kind of uh, like Monster. special demon and yeah. just invade your world and ruin everything. Mm -hmm. But you can you also have the option to turn it off. I think that's a really key point is being able to turn it off as well. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. That could be great. Like that's I, I just hope that they scrap multiplayer in this one. I'm just like I hope that they're like, no, we have Quake now. Like there's no reason because the last will. multiplayer the last multiplayer was such a tacked on game that felt less like Quake and more like Halo, and that's just a sin for id. And I know id didn't even develop the main multiplayer part of the last Doom. It just felt like it wasn't the same game. It felt a lot slower, and it just wasn't. It just wasn't the draw. Anyone who played that knew it was a single-player experience at heart, and that it really wanted to to do what the old Dooms did well. And I think it recaptured that perfectly. I'll do you one better and say I don't hope they don't do it. I hope that they feel the same way and they make two multiplayer amazing. Oh. It, you know, if they make the multiplayer for this game amazing, I would be much happier than if they said, eh, let's not do it. Because I don't yeah. think Quake Champions is some kind of magical thing that stops them from doing a Doom yeah. uh, deathmatch. I think I agree with everything you're saying for sure with the multiplayer. Here's this. For sure. Yeah, because uh, Doom Eternal will have... Console. Oh, you go. 
Oh yeah, Quake is on PC. Yeah, mm, true. Yeah, that's the issue. Doom Eternal Even will though... have competitive multiplayer that's different from Doom 2016. Its software is developing Doom's Eternal multiplayer mode in-house this time. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's all very positive. Just because that sounds like it fixes everything that they did. Because id, like I've watched so many like just interviews with the guys up top, and they really know what they're talking about with this. And like they talked about how, especially for like the difficulty and in, in terms of how to stay aggressive in that they as an office played Bloodborne and went, we like how you feel like you have to keep pushing forward and keep hitting them in order to stay alive and in order to be good at it. And I think it definitely showed in the last game. And to me, it just looked like they were giving you more tools, which, I mean, I'm just hyped for. Just really hyped. Hmm. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it as well. My biggest concern was uh, I even heard it when I was sitting in the crowd like people were starting to comment as the gameplay demo went on like okay I'm already seeing from Doom 1 the same old not same old animations but one of my biggest gripes with Doom I should start off with is that I felt the glory kills by the 16th hour when I had finished it I was like all right it's kind of feeling samey at this point which I know some people you know when I made a video about Doom Eternal um what I hope to see at the gameplay reveal. There were people who were like, how the fuck did you say Doom was boring? Like, there were just people who were very upset at the fact that I had a different opinion than them and that I used Doom and boring in the same sentence and I did not include is not. But um, I just thought that the glory kills would get a little samey and I yeah. saw already in that demo, it was starting to, by the end, get to that point. It looked exciting. Well, I liked the addition of the shotgun hook and the and the new traversal to make areas a little more expansive, to have big gaps in the level and yeah. have the player be able to get across there in a, a fun way and keep the action going. Don't get me wrong there. I like the pieces of armor and body parts flying off of these demons. I think they brought it to another level, but I gotta say that my biggest fear is the same thing I had with Doom 2016, which is a little bit of repetitiveness. You can make fun of me and say I like the carrot dangled in front of me, but for the love of God, by the 15th hour, just running around with the same weapon, shooting the same demons the same way. Sorry, it, it just weared out on me. Where I still rate the game as a buy. I said to people, go pick it up, but I wasn't as head over heels for people because for me, it just felt, all right, I'd like to move on to something a little bit different at this point. Here's here's the thing is they haven't announced the release date for this yet. They're probably going to do a lot more glory kills as well as the fact that if they're going to do the same thing as the first one, there are probably going to be a lot more than what a lot of people will experience because it actually, what the glory kill is really depends on where you target the enemy yes. on their character. Of course. And I think that they definitely have a lot more potential to do a lot of more different ones with that blade. I feel like that's what that is going to do mm-hmm. is they're going to, it's going to allow them to do more different glory kills as well as the fact that, you know, we didn't get to see what berserk is, which is, you know, where the real like, heavy hitting glory kills are at, right. which I'm glad they didn't reveal that, but um, I agree. So, I, you know, I, I think there is the chance for it to become less repetitive. It's, it's just like, you know, it becomes a point where I had heard people making side comments of like the, what's the melee button on the keyboard and mouse. I think it's E or something like that. Yeah. Press E to win or something like that. Someone was saying next to me. Um, just because like, you know, you, you shoot till they're weak and then it's the same glory kill. Um, some, that's just, I'm kind of putting out there what I had heard, you know, I, I speak for myself on one end, but you know, I was hearing other people around me still starting to get a little like, mm, okay, you know, this is, it's feeling, it's already feeling like 
yes, it's Doom on a little bit bigger scale. I like the idea of a Doom universe. But I think what Doom 2016 had working for it that uh, this one didn't is that we obviously had Fallout 4 coming out or being revealed that year. And Doom was like the, oh shit, this is actually really cool looking. I didn't expect it to be this gory. I didn't expect it to be this next level. And then when it came out, the next surprise was that, holy crap, the single player story is actually, you know, it's really fun to be a part of. Um, And now the expectation is there for that with Doom Eternal, where, you know, does it sneak its way into the nines, tens, yet again, um, with that expectation when maybe there's, there's change, but is there enough change? That's just my thing. I'm just trying to be on the, in the middle here. Cause I loved what I saw as a part of the crowd at QuakeCon. I was getting hype with everyone else, but I just want to keep in mind that we probably got like a good, let's say uh, eight months till this game. I'm just guessing. Cause I think they said spring 2019. So I'm, I'm guessing then. And it's like, things could change. Things could be added. So I'm just giving my honest feedback. Well, I mean, they definitely didn't show all the guns, and they didn't for sure show. <clears throat> they in no way showed all the demons, which I think is also another thing that's really cool. Is they said double the double the demons and all that stuff. Also, I for I know you got bored at the end of it. I have a different point of view where mm-hmm. getting for me at the end of it, the, it wasn't that you weren't getting any new guns. Uh, I know that, that bored you, but for me. That at that point allowing me to truly master the ones I had and get all the right. upgrades for all the weapon modules to the point where it, in like the final level of that game you have everything and you were just stomping on every single thing that might have been giving you shit earlier. That just feels like the final level of the power fantasy that Doom is, right. and I really like that. And I get that totally. That's the thing is like I don't disagree with people having that level of enjoyment. I, I totally understand why. Just for me, I think it just didn't click at the end. That's pretty much all it boils yeah. down to. Um, but yeah, that's that's all our QuakeCon stuff. Sorry okay. if I've been talking too much. Oh, dude, no. That's, oh, no, you're good. We love it when, when our guests come on and they talk. Go figure, <laughs> right? All right, so I titled this part of the news that I typed out, What the fuck is going on? Sniper Ghost Warrior magically gets another entry in the series. So the following information comes from Sal Romano at Gamatsu. Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts takes its genre-defining sniping gameplay to the harsh climates of the Siberian wilderness and introduces a brand new way to play the Contracts system. This game features both single-player and multiplayer modes and is set to release on PC, PS4, Xbox One in 2019. Drawing upon community feedback, Contracts delivers tense mission-based scenarios in CI Games' best sniping ever. This is thanks to all the new contract systems, which takes a step back from Sniper Ghost Warrior 3's open world. In this single-player campaign, players dive headfirst into the tailor-made contract missions that offer a clear main objective with a fixed monetary reward, and have the option to complete secondary objectives for bonus payouts. Feel like you can do better? Jump back in, tackle the mission from a different angle. Players can repeat every contract to earn more money. All right. First thing I'd just like to say is, uh, yeah, our genre-defining gameplay. Just, just the <laughs> fact that they had the fact they had the balls to say we have defined this genre when you know sniping has been around in video games for nearly as long as the first-person shooter has. And I'd say if you're going to go with the one of these types of games that focuses on sniping, that's really defined how it is. I'd say it's Sniper Elite that's done that because that has mm. defined a lot of stuff with 
just the, the different ways you can get all the weird kills with the different body parts and all that. It right. feels like this is definitely the lower tier copycat. And now you're going to say, we define this. It's just. Right. I get it. Especially they're talking like this is so good when all of their past games have just been, I know for three, especially were just buggy, shitty in terms of everything. It's just. Uh, mm-hmm. what? Coming from who, who two guys who reviewed it. Trust me. <laughs> who greenlit this? I don't know. Like, who who thought that these last games deserved another shot? Like that, that's why I titled it like magically gets another entry because I don't know how the fuck it yeah. must be making some yeah. type of money. This is like the fourth sniper ghost warrior game they've done, right? Wouldn't you I, say? I yeah. I just I, I never really got into it. I never really liked the uh sniper games, but that game never I just saw it on the shelf at like a game store. I always thought, eh, you know? Mm-hmm. It looked like one of those games. You look at it and you're like, it's not going to be good when you see it. Yeah, yeah. dude. Because, uh, Carrick, what do you think about this? Because you and I, we, we still talked about to this day how laughable we found Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. Like, yeah. three-minute-long load times, really boring open-world, awful story. You know, this genre-defying, <laughs> genre-defining sniper gameplay that was just horrendous. What do you think about it getting another entry? I did look. In February of 2018, it had sold 1 million. So that's okay. a good number of... Okay, uh, that has sold 1 million, but Vampire has not. That's... Uh, sorry for interrupting, but that's just an injustice. Like, mm. what is... Mm. Also, I think I'm going to have to Prayers. relocate for just a second here. Um, I'll be right back. So, yeah, so it sold a million copies. Um, I think that it is one of the problems that, like, you and I have dealt with when we talk about reviews, where... Mm-hmm. Some people just look at a, a magazine. They don't. They don't look at reviews. They see a magazine. They see a commercial, and a commercial shows a sniper game, and they're going to show the best parts. And you know, those people run out there and get it. I also don't behoove anybody who had enjoyment during that title and played it and had a good time because there were some fun times in it. Um, it does also show something that's skewed uh, that we've seen come up in a couple psychological studies for gamers, which is that as um, more and more games are introduced, gamers are starting to ignore bugs more as long as they're enjoying the story or enjoying the gameplay. Right. And this is something that's that. sort of, you know, and so do I. So I do get it. I had a ton of bugs. I don't think it's a great game. But I also don't at all have a problem with them saying what they said in PR because that's just PR speech. Yeah. Like, you could say this. As ACG said, the game absolutely sucks. But guess what? We're making a fourth one. <laughs> like, that would make no sense from a PR standpoint. So in- they gotta instead, they got to tuck themselves up. Yeah, right? Like, and you and I have made mistakes, and we still talk ourselves up. So to me, True. I think it makes sense. It's, it's crazy. Mm. I wouldn't, if you had told me that was going to sell a million copies when you and I were tweeting each other, just going, what the fuck am yeah. I playing? Yeah, yeah. Then um, that's that would have probably had me thinking the person was a liar. But mm. it did. Sold a million. So that's more than enough for that a sequel in those games, away. too, because it does not cost a lot to make, I bet, if yeah. you look at what they're doing. That's true. That's true. You, you just got to wonder, man. Like, if, if they have a series that's clearly reviewed horribly, like, I don't think I've seen them score above a six. Okay? <laughs> and, and you have... I get, I get that it's a business, right? So if they're making money, they could get a four if they, for all they care. Um, right, right. You, yeah. you just gotta wonder, man. Like, what, what comes to a point where they go, okay, like let's make something not garbage because 
let's say they took more of the indie approach and they were like, let's do, let's go more into art style. Let's try to make something a little more unique, maybe 2D. Yeah. They could suddenly become a more lucrative game developer and make an actual piece of art instead of what the Sniper series has always been, which I don't think was very good. Maybe I'm being harsh on it because anytime I talk about it being bad, there is always someone who goes, well, I have a friend who plays it and loves it, or I actually have played it, and I don't think it's as bad. You know, like, there's always those people, which I don't have an issue with either. It's just, like, I think there is a crowd of people who just enjoys the Sniper games. I like Sniper Elite. I didn't think 4 was that great either, to tell you the truth, but... It had some issues. Yeah, but, you know, I I think there's just people who love Sniper games. Let me read you this stuff. This is Open Critic. By the way, if you're going to Metacritic, you're not getting the actual real scores. You want to go to Meta or Open Critic, which doesn't weigh IGN more than Mr. Maddie. Mm. Also, Open Critic follows YouTubers and allows their reviews to be scored. 53%, so it's 53% is, their, is Open Critic's number for Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. And here's some of the stats, because they have a ton of stats. It's a, such a great website. Wow. Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 is in the bottom 9.1% of games scored on all of Open Critic. That wow. is insane. Ooh. Based on 64 oh scored reviews, less than 2% of critics recommend the game. 33% of contributors recommend the game, which are YouTubers, uh, 26 contributor reviews. So, and, and it even shows you a list with their icons of all these people who rated it and where they rated it. I think that that... Uh, also, when you look at the fact that it scored the same number as We Happy Few, um, which is 64 as well, it, I, I just I feel like it's missing those numbers. Miss the fact that there is a large contingent of people out there that not only it's like odd. crappy games, and that's okay to admit because I like some crappy games, but also don't follow reviewers. They don't fo- they watch previews more than anything. Like, it's almost like they're all, okay, I'll watch a preview, because previews are always going to be positive, right? I mean, mostly. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a, a part of the game, pre- like, crafted yeah. to, to impress you. Right, yeah. And um, and then the reviews come out, and they're already, they've already pre-purchased. They've already mm-hmm. got it. And um, also, we have to look at the fact that refunds are not easy on some platforms. Sony bans you after one, they bans your account after one uh, refund, I think, and you have, like, a 30-day period where you can't get another so there's there's things where maybe somebody bought it and didn't love it but couldn't, you know, there's nothing they can do about it. They can't get their money back, so that counts as a sale too. So, yeah, there's there was a lot of issues. What did we have for the embargo on that, Maddie? I'm pretty sure we had five or six days. We had a lot I of time feel, with that game. I feel like we had a lot, which also goes against the huge rumor that isn't true, which is that embargo dates matter and are connected <laughs> directly to how good a game is because I'm going to tell you that is not. No. We not had a few. You had, we had over a week. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I'm dude. just like, this game's yeah. not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't take longer than a couple hours to go, uh-oh. Yeah, and you then you're like, I mean? I'm in for, and then I, I looked it up, I was like, and I wonder how long it, it is to yeah. beat this game, and like, they're like, developers say it's about a 25-hour game, I'm like, at hour four, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in for it a long, like wild ride. Kind of... smell the trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude, you just can smell it. If they do well, I'll be all over it, because I there were parts of Sniper 3 I liked, there were some, you know, battles that I thought were fun. Uh, their AI was not very good, so I'd like to see that shored up. So it's possible that they could go in and they could improve it. I think a company sees that many low scores 
they probably have to have the coming to God moment mm. where everybody sits down and says, let's talk about what are real issues and sort of break down everybody's review, which is normal for a company to do. Yeah. And say, oh, everybody says movement isn't the greatest. All right, that's fine. We'll fix movement. So it sucks, but I don't. it doesn't stop another company from making a sequel for a completely unrelated game. So I don't feel, I don't, I don't hate them for getting a sequel. I find it crazy as fuck, but... I also find one million sales crazy as fuck. So. Yeah, I mean, when we look at the game itself, uh, the contracts and its idea, it reminds me a lot of Killzone Mercenaries on the PSV. Very much so. Which was Very like everything so. you did gave you money. And the idea was to go mm-hmm. back to those missions, get more money. When you played the multiplayer mode, you got money, and you'd spend that money on yeah. all upgrades across the board. And um, so that's the only thing that really did pique my curiosity with this game, I'll admit. When I saw the contract system, I was like, okay, I kind of like the idea of being a mercenary being scored based off how I perform in a mission, but it's like the gameplay in Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. I fucking hate my dog today. He's barking up a storm. But anyway, um, Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 just had bad gameplay. It was just clunky. Uh, like you said, Carrick, the AI was so busted. I, you know, There was just a lot wrong with it. It just wasn't ready, and none of those games were really ready when I think about it. So while the True. system in place can be good, the gameplay to flesh out that system it's is cool. not going to be fun to partake in. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a chore. Whatever, though, man. What do you guys think about Sniper Ghost Warrior as a series? Again, I just think it's unexpected, really. It's just... I didn't see it happening, really. After hearing how much... how awful they've been, I have never touched them and never want to touch them. Good man. Because... Just because when things are that busted, I'm not gonna, like, that's one of the things that got me off of Assassin's Creed was Assassin's Creed Unity, when it came out on, like, <laughs> two, out of, two out of the three platforms it was on was completely terrible. busted. Mm. So, I was like, at that point, no, no more Ubisoft. It, but, yeah, like, that type of stuff makes me, like, if something like that happens for a series, I'm, like, kind of done. Yeah. Just... I respect it. <laughs> I can't blame you. Another bit of news, though, that, that I really didn't expect. I mean, this week was great when you really look at it. Yeah, THQ had a lot of good stuff. acquires Time Splitters and Second Sight properties. So the following information comes from Imran Khan over at Game Informer. THQ Nordic has announced that they have picked up the rights to the Time Splitters property and released trilogy, as well as the rights to Free Radicals Second Sight. This puts THQ Nordic in a position to not only re release the old Time Splitter games, but to make new ones as well. Time Splitters was largely considered as one of the most influential console games of the early 2000s, THQ Nordic wrote in a press release just issued. The three game series earned a large and passionate fan base thanks to its unique humor, art style, and pop culture references, while encouraging customization and modification to give each person their own individual experience. Additionally, THQ Nordic noted that they have purchased the IP for Second Sight as well as the rights for the 2004 stealth parapsychological horror game itself if they ever want to re-release that. So, I played um, I played a good amount of Time Splitters as a kid. Second Sight I've actually never heard of. I don't know about oh, you guys. Dude. dude, you are in for a treat if they remake it. Mm. Or if they make another one. Second Sight, to me, is far more enjoyable than Time Splitters. Really? Like, okay. So yeah, tell me about and it. Time Splitters wasn't bad. But Second Sight was like, um, it was like PsyOps. It was, uh, there was something about it that 
at that time period just really worked for me. I'm trying to think, did they have a sequel for Second Sight? No, because um, it, in, in the article here, it said that um, they picked up Free Radical Second Sight um, in case they ever wanted to re-release that or make a sequel for it. So there was only one game. Oh, there was only one game. Okay, yeah. that's too bad. Um, yeah, it's just, for me, Second Sight is... I, I don't know what exactly it is when you look back at some of those old games that sort of grabbed me. Time Splitters was a shooter, four-player split screen. That was great and, mm-hmm. I, 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 and goofy, so that'll be fun. But to me, Second Sight is one of the titles that when it pops up, like, I remember thinking, wow, of all the remasters we get, why can't they remaster that? And yeah. for whatever reason, Second Sight is that way. It was a little bit more gritty and a little bit more, I don't know, something about it just speaks to me. And the way, and some of the systems were a little bit ahead of its time. So to me, Second Sight's a, a really interesting title to revisit. Where Time Splitters, I'm ho- I, I think it'll be awesome, but I'm, I think that space is really full. I guess is what I'll say. Time Splitters is a full genre right now. There's so many titles in that mm-hmm. genre, and so I, I don't know how they'll go about like differentiating you know, like making it different for everybody to say, oh, this is Time Splitters. Maybe it'll be the graphics because they always skewed Goofy. So, you know, that'll be fine. Hmm. But how many of those were there? Time Splitters, two, I think, right? I was there three? There were three. Was there I three? Think three. I think there was three. So there was two. It was like, I, I remember. Yeah, sorry. Shit. In the article, it says uh, they picked up the Time Splitters trilogy. Oh, okay. So Time Splitters was like PS1, PS2. Yeah. Wasn't there and one on they... the original Xbox? What am I thinking of? Yes, you're, yeah, I, I think yeah, that's the, the one I played as a kid. Yeah, yeah that's that the one I ancient, played. Ancient as fuck. I just remember so, a yeah, snow level with news. a bunch of boxes, and you could like slow down time or something like that. And wasn't there a time splitters the on the PS3? Level? That's what I'm thinking. I said PS2, but I'm looking now, and it looks like GameCube, PlayStation 2, 2014, Windows, Microsoft, 2005. Oh no, sorry, that was for Second Sight. It was like that seems. Hmm. Late. Let me look because I want to see. Yeah, because I I think that the cover was like a guy with a orange kind of yep. filter on his mask or something like that. Um. Well, two thousand was the original. Wow. Holy shit! Yeah. So the, these are ancient, man. Oh, I forgot about the monkeys and and the fact that it had the map maker, which is cool. <laughs> Interesting. I imagine what we can expect while Carrick looks that up <clears throat> is that yeah, for sure. THQ has a history when you look at Red Faction, Darksiders. They re-release pretty much anything that's come out from that series before they make a new entry. I imagine they've picked up Time Splitters, they've picked up Second Sight. They are going to, within a year or two, you're going to see both the trilogy of Time Splitters and Second Sight come back, I think. I think it's a safe bet just based off THQ has historically bought a property re-release shit and then they've started work on new stuff you know so that's just my take on it which is good because i wouldn't mind going back to the time splitters series um dan actually asked from the patron discord would you rather see a time splitters 4 or a second sight 2 first now as i've only played time splitters i'm gonna have to go with that but i'd like to hear robert micah carrick whoever would like to go first what do you want to see first um, personally, I've, I really didn't play much of either one because I, I didn't even know about Second Sight until now. Mm-hmm. And for uh, Time Splitters, I only played like five minutes as a kid. I think it was the original one where it, it was an Egyptian level and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> but, yeah. And uh, I, 
that that's my only thing, so I'll, right. I can't really give an input on this. Okay. Robert, it's up to you. Um, see, I never played either of these either, but from what Karika said about Second Sight and the fact that it never got a sequel when it sounds like it really deserved one, let's give that one an, another shot first. Okay. I like the perspective. Carrick, what about and you? And now it just dawned on me why I like Second Sight so much. I was looking at the wiki, and it reminded me. It's because it feels like Batman Arkham Asylum. Hmm. And way oh, before okay. way before Batman Arkham Asylum came okay. out. Because it was That's introducing... Yeah, I was introducing stealth mechanics that were not advanced or anything for its time. But it, it had a feeling when I played Arkham Asylum. I remember, and I was getting it confused when I was playing Arkham Asylum with a game called PsyOps, which is another fantastic title that hasn't seen a, a, a re, you know a remake or a remaster or and I don't even know where the IP is. Um, so yeah, to me it reminded me a lot of Asylum, which is why I liked it. I, I definitely cool. would like to see that first. I think Time Splitters is great, but um, I don't know. Like I said, it just feels busy in that genre. I, it, mm. And that could just be me, but it feels like if somebody said Time Splitters, you'd have to really do something crazy to make it sort of stand out. And I'm not 100 percent sure I want them to. Like, I sort of like it when a company doesn't have to have one amazing feature, right? Yeah. It's just a solid title. I and agree. I don't know why that sort of bothers me a little bit, but it's like, I would let, I'd let that one mature for a while. Well, Maybe look at different technology. Here's the thing is, I think they will do Second Sight 2 first, if anything, because as I read the description of a 2004 stealth parapsychological horror game, that sounds more up the alley and less cluttered. And true. it actually that leads us into a question that can kind of help us decipher where both games could be at in a modern setting. So Paper Bag Crusher asks, Time Splitters was a very goofy slash funny game, and the limited graphics at the time enhanced its charm. When you really think about it, other than the crazy costume-like character designs, some of the rendering was fairly realistic in some aspects for the time compared to other console games of 2005. The lower fidelity allowed them to mix realistic-ish graphic... Sorry. The lower fidelity allowed them to mix realistic-ish with cartoon graphics. Could it use higher fidelity graphics of today and maintain its charm yet not freak people out? Or do we think it needs a more unique art style? I think considering that there is this identity, there is this association of goofiness, of funny, but yet working mm. off that with its own charm, I think they are going to have to find a new art style, uh, something akin to a Dishonored, a Bioshock perhaps, would be Happy Few, you know, that kind of goofy, crazy, but yet um, you can make character Still. models look funny. Like you can have... People in We Happy Few with legs a mile long, yeah, but still, still looks natural. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's the type of art style they are going to have to research, which takes a lot more time. Where I think with Second Sight, I imagine we're going to see that sooner because it's building on something that's already there. And this is going off someone who's never seen the game. I'm just going, if it's a 2004 stealth psychological horror game, I imagine there's more that you could work with with modern tech to get a game up and running than rethinking the entire presentation of another series that's had multiple entries and having the negative connotation if you don't meet those those expectations true because you can just freak people out who don't know time splitters dude we lived through well i lived through the borderlands debacle where they went from realistic graphics to cell shaded and it just i I mean it looks like with realistic dude yeah it's hard to even find there are pictures but it is very hard to actually they did one trailer i think and they chose to do you know, what I consider the Borderlands look now, right? Like, that's, it, it looks so unique at this point that if they went realistic again, people would be like, what the fuck? This doesn't look anything like Borderlands. And I think with Time Splitters, though, I agree with you in all ways, but I also do, I guess, 
remember the fact that it is so old that a lot of that we always forget that every day a person buys an Xbox One. It's the first one they've ever had. And so they don't have the history we have. So they'll, they sure, might sure. be cool with it. But I agree with you. It'd take a lot to, if they, if they care, to get that art style up and running. It takes a long time to really, I mean, if you listen to Ken Levine talk about like Bioshock and trying to push everybody's faces oh. out just a little more than they really are and accentuate everything, that art style takes years to develop. Hmm. Um, That's true. Yeah, Maddie, just from what I've heard about Time Splitters, it's a first-person shooter where your character has time powers, correct? Is that some... Yes. Yes. Um, well, and it's cartoony, and that kind of sounds like in terms of similar to the character Tracer, so possibly give it maybe an Overwatch-ish yeah. that wouldn't type be bad. visual style. That wouldn't be bad at all, no. That makes sense. Yeah. Like that that type of art style it. sounds like what would work, though. That cartoon yet realistic, right? Like, car- yep. like yeah. in a way, Overwatch's characters are believable. The way they're designed, yep. their animations, their acts, their voices, it all brings the character to life. Um, and the art style is a big part of that. So I think that, yes, um, or the art style, rather, does not negatively impact the bringing to life of these right. characters. And so... I think that's what they're going to have to research out, which, like I said, that takes time. That's not something you just make a willy-nilly decision on. That's, like, the first thing that happens when a trailer rolls, you see the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, you see what's there. And first look is everything for a lot of people. If they don't like what they see right off the bat, they're probably not coming back. So they got to get that right if they plan on yeah. making another one. And since that is the case, I think that'll take longer to do than a second sight, we'll call it. Agreed. Yeah. And I just yeah. looked at uh, Second Sight. I just looked up screenshots and the uh, gameplay, and it, it looks really cool. Like I, I'm reminded by uh, Manhunt in yeah. a way. And yeah, I think Rockstar. it's really cool seeing the abilities being used and just seeing the all what you can do in it. It's really what looked kind of advanced to me for an older game. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Carrick, yeah. when you said it was Arkham Asylum, I instantly piqued my interest just because that's. For me, by far my favorite Arkham game, and I love that game. More than City. Except for the... <laughs> Asylum. I like Asylum. Yeah, I know. You said uh, your favorite, More than City? Yes. Arkham. Oh, Arkham he, he says it like it's obvious. Yeah, he oh, said wait. The answer. Wait, we got to pause, because I think I just heard somebody say what I was going to say. What? Scarecrow? Ar- because Scarecrow no. is my reason. Arkham no. Knight's the best. <laughs> okay, no. I agree. Can you Why? believe that shit? If you uh, ignore the technical stuff, and you you don't have to anymore, but if you ignore its launch and just and I know the Batmobile pissed everybody off, I don't know what it is about Arkham Knight, but I would agree. And I just replayed them for the Walking the Walks and Asylum. It started to feel really cumbersome, especially at the ending hours. The, end, started the, the feel, ending sucks. Um, the ending Origins sucks. I, I, I liked that. more than most. Uh, City I liked a lot, but Knight I don't know why I like. Actually, I'd be interested in why you think it's... Why do you like it the best? Oh, I was just um, joking, but the uh, one problem I I'm have... The only one, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the only one. I, I like... I, look, I, I, I'll I always like say it. I like Night. I stopped playing I The Witcher like 3 Night. because I like Night. That I'll say that much. There I, we go. Maddie and I, yeah. I this bump. I like cool. Night. I, I like Night. I just think... Because let me, let me give you some... I'm a big Batman fan, and that game did, for me, the best justice to... One of, if not my favorite villains in all of comic books, that being Scarecrow, that truly did him justice in a way that nothing else really has outside of the comic books. Because I think those sequences are so 
perfect and Wait, they're just fantastic. What game are you talking about? Asylum. Arkham Asylum. You're not talking about the Scarecrow stuff in Arkham Knight? No, in Arkham Knight, here's the thing with Scarecrow in Arkham Knight. He doesn't really do anything. He sits in the back and just talks. He doesn't interact with you at all. You don't have those freaky sequences with the, with the dream stuff. You only have it at the very beginning of the game, and even then, it felt a heck of a lot less intimidating than the ones in Asylum for me. Fair enough. Like, I the do. fact... But don't you see certain characters die, and you think they're dead because of the Scarecrow toxins and stuff? Like, I... If I remember yeah. correctly, yeah, it's like I yeah. thought yeah. that that fucked me more than the the sequence of stealth, which I and I'm a John a Noble little... fan. So when he showed like up that. as as Arkham Knight, or when he showed up as Scarecrow in Arkham Knight, I was just like, I don't know what it was. It, it could have just been that that I, I really like the voice actors. Uh, and... Yeah, and I also I think um, I really like the combat in Knight. That was one thing I really did like was the mm. the upgrade to the combat, how much smoother was it was. And um, one thing I don't think I got far enough into the story, but one really big issue I had was they were evacu. Uh, the scarecrow had gave them like a time limit before he set off these bombs for everybody to evacuate the city. What was the point of taking off the bombs if the people were gone? Mm. You know, like what was the point of that? Because it was going to spread to the entire uh, coastline. Was what it ended up being for that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he had it, uh, in, enough of it rigged up to where it was spread. But me, the, the Scarecrow thing is that he feels like he was a much bigger presence in Asylum because he showed up a lot more. And while, yeah, the stuff that he did in Night with the making you think the character was dead is cool, it just didn't seem to me to get it into the psyche of Batman as much, especially the first time you see him in Asylum where uh, you go into the morgue and you have, he opens up the uh, the 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 body bags and you see his parents in there and then the third one he pops out and it's just like that just to me was just like, how old were you really when you good. played that out of curiosity like um it was a couple of years ago oh wow i was like play for the 13, first time a couple of years 14. ago yeah i i really got big into gaming after seventh grade and actually that's hmm. in seventh grade that's one of the reasons why i hold skyrim so highly is uh, don't want to get personal, but that helped me through a really, really dark time gotcha. in my life. Gotcha. And, good. That's good to hear. And you know what um, I liked about Night? I get what you're saying, totally. Like I, I do, but I think what I liked about Night, honestly, was what was going on with Batman. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. It's not a oh ancient no, that, game that's by any awesome. means. Um, that is awesome. And so I think the two, the duality of Scarecrow fucking with him mentally, but also the other thing that's occurring where he's, oh, yeah. you know, mentally. And I think that uh, that replaced this, the need for Scarecrow to be such a big deal. Because I can yeah. definitely see, because I just played the remake of Asylum probably five, six months ago, and I can certainly see why somebody would like Asylum's representation of, of the weird shit that's going on It's also good memories. <laughs> yeah. It's just great memories yeah. of like, wow, this is something so different and, and triple A at that for And continued, dis- despite people maybe not liking Origins as much, I personally feel that even if you didn't like Origins as much as the others, they were so good that Origins was still good. It's like Bioshock really, too. Exactly. I, and I and so to me, it was just great. Like a, a good mixture of titles. They did a great job with that series. It's one of the few series in the world I really lament them not having another one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Even though that'd be quite hard. But and I think that. for a night, it also set a really, really... Um, niche yet really good tone for of desperation yeah. for Arkham Knight. Yeah. Like, hmm. 
also very uh, what is it? Vividly remember you being able to just talk to Bane. Yep. Just in that moment, I thought that that was one of the coolest things that like he wasn't out to kill you like the first one was. He wasn't just a rage machine. He was reasonable yeah. at that point. I think though, that was another good thing. Though, admittedly, it was awesome that first time you take the bat tank out and you hit somebody at like 800 miles yeah. an hour. <laughs> and then the game has to tell you, Batman's not killing anybody. He's shocking yeah. people with the static yeah. at the bottom of the hovercraft. And you're like, bitch, that dude's dead. Like, <laughs> it see, doesn't magically ignore bullets. inertia. Yeah, I rubber actually, bullets. Well, no, yeah, I actually am someone who reads up a lot on Batman. And yeah, that's always been, is he always puts the, the guns at, like shin height with rubber bullets firing them at the lowest velocity that he can and that's like the the shit that yeah it's inconsistent in that game because they were having you zip around just fucking <laughs> ram into people and then lightning shoots them fucking back which is just like oh yeah no that dude should be dead yeah but, the dude's uh, fried anyway sorry yeah, that was an extension um, of the original discussion all good all good that's that's the fun part you derail um, um next topic though Oh, I'm actually gonna have to oh, wait, over actually here. I did oh, uh, more? Care for the um you said you wanted another uh game in the Arkham series. I've actually I think that they should do a villains game for that. So do where I you have different mm-hmm. where you have like four main different villains where they each have a different campaign and yep. you have almost like a nemesis system for the goons. Did you not you did you watch our did you watch our podcast where we talked about those exact same things? Yeah. No, sorry, yeah. I didn't cuz no, that's okay. I, it's I just uh, it just like, sounded like you were repeating what we yeah, said cuz that's exactly like, this sounds familiar. Exact, it's the exact <laughs> things we said. It was like a group, different. the nemesis system, yeah. And yeah, I just like you could have so many different villains like yeah. I'm thinking like Scarecrow, definitely Two Face, Penguin, have all of those be different leaders of different gangs. And then... I think Maddie and I, though, we, I don't remember if we were alone that time. Yes, we were. I think we're alone now. But I, it, you and I were. Oh, talking... you won't sing my intro, but you'll do that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I gotta react. I gotta react. I can't act. Um, but I think when he and I were talking, we did a long discussion about the difficulties of handling the morals of villains. And, and making them a, a, a character that, like, people would play through the entire time. I think Batman's probably one of the easier ones. Uh, the Batman villains yeah. are the easier ones. But I, I think, if I remember right, we ended up discussing all this for quite some... I feel like we almost did a video about it. Not but a video, maybe it was we, just it was during pretty, the podcast. Like, pretty lengthy segment. Yeah, where we were like... In fact, I think it's named in your listing as, like, you know, should there be an, a villain's game? Because I do believe that that's. I where think it was go. during our Spider Man discussion. It was we we've had we had two episodes in a row of Spider Man. Yeah. One was about the praise for the previews. The one before that was about can Spider Man change the future of superhero games? And yeah. we we had went in on that and and like yeah. all types of games. Like what about on the other side of things? I mean, if you're interested in, in villain games, there is um, Lego DC Lego villains. super Lego DC. villains. I actually I yeah. haven't. Well, I, I played that E three. It's solid. Wait, I what? I haven't Wait. looked into that, but I love the hang Lego on. games. I love the Lego hang games. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Maddie's got to talk. You played uh, Lego Villains? Yeah. What? Ooh, do tell, is, please. Is what, Scarecrow what you... playable? Uh, I imagine. Yeah, I'd imagine. Scare... Scarecrow's got to be playable. So Sorry. I, also, I... I bought Justice 2 because of Scarecrow. So... Oh, horrible choice. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be it's totally honest. Awesome. <laughs> I think it's that game's great... not that great of a fighter, but that's just me. Wait. Uh, Fucking Maddie Here. can't talk anymore. Yeah, and Maddie you for and this I, discussion. Eric, you and I, you and I. I'm just joking. I, I love Injustice 2. I it's only, I Maddie didn't mind the single player. It was the multiplayer, right? Because uh, projectile spamming most of the time, yeah. wasn't it, Maddie? Community, yeah. community sucks. As far community as Community sucks. 
So I, I need to know about Lego Villains, really. Okay. Like, what, what yeah. did you feel? So I liked how in the beginning you customize your character, and it's like you're taking your mugshot for jail. Um, <laughs> which is, yeah, awesome. it's just like little uh, charismatic touches like that. <laughs> um, you choose your superpower in the beginning, and mm-hmm. it was just weird at first because you're running around beating the shit out of cops who are trying to stop you from breaking out of prison. Okay. And then the next level, I remember you're, you're climbing a tower and you're with the Joker and Harley Quinn and, and you're still beating up more good guys. And I just thought that switch, it was like what we were talking about during that episode of the podcast. It's just, wow, this is different. You know, it, it, I like that. Um, one thing I noticed was that some of the powers that you had, um, I had right. built a, a character that had a, 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 almost like the flash, like he had a super fast speed upgrade. So I was sure. like running around just like rapid punching like everybody, just literally beating the fucking piss out of them. And it, it just like maybe it's just because I knew I was the villain in this game, but it felt more empowering because they did they, they did something with the animation where some of them would have like a huge ground pound, some of them would like slide around with their guns oh. and like shoot in an area. It was yeah. more I don't think brutal's the right word for a Lego game, but it felt like you were really bringing the beat down to these people um in a more heavy fashion. So you could just feel it. It's a feel thing. Um, is it still a Lego game at heart? Yes. Are you still building a ton? Yes. Does it still have that many, many, many characters in the roster and you're flipping between them solving light puzzles? Yes. But there was just a different feel to it. And I think it's because of the, the animations have always been the strongest aspect of a Lego yeah. game, I feel. It's what brings the character to life because ultimately you're pressing the same buttons. You got your normal attack, your special attack. In this case, though, I think it was just that you were brutalizing some people. You know, like so I, I have half. a question for you. Did you feel that the, the setup, or did, do you know this, that the setup is where you're the bad guys doing shit and then good heroes will occasionally come in as mini-bosses? Now, yeah, did that's you... one thing. I When I was playing, I don't remember any heroes coming in to stop me in like mini-bosses hmm. because hmm. the first level, okay. you escape prison, and then the second level, you climb to the top of the tower and you like fling yourself somewhere, and then the demo ended. Um, okay. Okay. So I can't then. speak on that. I'm sh- I'm sure it ends up being like that because most Lego games end with the the boss at the end of your stage. And yeah. You take them out in a creative way. Um, I don't remember if they said it was open world, like because I had like asked City? if it was open world, and the PR there was like City, sort of. Yeah, and they were just like, we don't know. I was like, okay, thanks, guys. Because <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, the open city. Uh, I think. Lego City is. I just absolutely love that game, and it's got some issues graphically, but it um, the open world element of it was great. Marvel Superheroes Two, you two played, is fantastic. Is that an open world, Manny? I don't yeah, remember. it is. It is. Well, it starts it off is. in like little segmented parts, and then the world like comes together. Because remember, when you start off the game, it's like this green eyesore of like barriers yeah. separating the world, and then it finally goes away, and you're like, who the fuck thought that was a good idea from the start? Okay. Yeah, that's true. I remember that now. Okay, because I I only played a couple hours of that. Um, you did it for review, and you liked it. Right? I did like it. I yeah. did like. I can't it a lot. wait. I I can't wait. You excited me just talking about villains. I it, yeah. like, Lego villains. And, I cannot wait for that. And game. with us as reviewers, you know, with with Spyro being delayed, I know that's in September, and and this is a yeah. game that's coming out in October, but it's less clutter. Um, it's you know, it's yeah. one of those less one more things where where I might actually be able to take that game on now for a review. During such a bu- yeah. busy time, yeah, because they ain't short. If you want to like really break some stuff down for yeah. people, they're not necessarily small. Exactly, people. it's kind of like what you see is you know what you're getting, and you just gotta explain it to folks. Yeah, yeah. So cool, very cool, absolutely. Um, anyway, that really got off track. We went from 
time splitters to, to DC. Uh, but, you know, that's like I said, that's the beauty of the podcast. And now our last bit of news is Dishonored is officially resting. So uh... there was an interview done by Video Game 24-7's Kirk. I'm going to try to say your last name. <clears throat> Mikiand. M-C-K-E-A-N-D. McCand. I'm going to try it again. McCand. That, that sounds better. With Arcane's lead designer, Ricardo Bear, had him state that Dishonored is laid to rest now. Arcane is open to exploring ideas outside of their standard first-person immersive sim, and they want to incorporate more multiplayer elements while still focusing on the world-building, creatively-charged abilities, and levels of design that they are known for. So we have a company that's pretty much experimenting with new ideas. What do you think about this? Good. Look, just give me another prey. Just give me a prey too. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. <laughs> After moon crash, yeah. yeah. Just, just give me that. I want that. I love the first one. It was my favorite game of last year. Just, just come on, guys, make more of that. And Dishonored was really good. I finished two earlier today just because I. Got through most of it, but never ended up finishing it. But I just knocked it out today. And it's... Those are good games, but... I I don't know. I felt like I liked Prey more. Interesting. It's probably just because with Prey, it felt like it also was scratching the System Shock 2 itch that not many games have ever scratched. Hmm. Um, I don't know if Carrick gives that... Was that one of the reasons why you liked it? Did it... Well, I'm trying to remember that... why we're mentioning Prey. Is it also the same develop? It's the same yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Arcane okay, versus, versus, versus Arcane Line. Okay, so I consider them separate, but I get what you're saying oh. now. Okay, I was yeah. I was trying to figure out why that was being brought up. That's... But I agree. Yeah, yeah that makes total sense now. Um, I, I just think that Dishonored... Uh, the uh, mark of the... Or, oh, Maddie, you played it. The DLC. The yeah. I think that that Death of the Outsider obviously proved they can make a good game. Maddie really liked it. Everybody I've talked to said it was probably better than the other two, the actual games. And um, I personally have never really loved the Dishonored games. And this last one had so many bugs and all these weird issues. And so to me, laying it and saying it's on hold is one more thing that I've been noticing about Bethesda and noticing just overall how they've been handling things Mm -hmm. is like... The review policy. They yes. just sort of admit, oh, we're not doing that review policy anymore that everybody hated. And you're like, okay. And then it's like dishonored. You know what? We're holding off because that's not working. So it feels to me like they're making some really good decisions, despite the other ones that I always hammer them for. Mm-hmm. I like these decisions because it doesn't push something that's not working, but it also doesn't say we're done. It's just like that's not working right now. And to me, with their sales of single-player games not doing so well, his prey did not sell well. So uh, to me, I personally feel that like it makes sense for them to do that and let them go out and try something different. I'm not going to say I'm happy about the multiplayer thing I just heard because I didn't hear that mm. originally. I'm not happy about them saying it was like, an example was like there was this game they were working on called The Crossing where you'd have think of a oh, level yeah. of Dishonored, but yeah, you, you know, people in re- the real world would come into your game. And I try to that, stop yeah. you from completing the story or some shit like that. Stuff like that. So you're still playing your single-player game. Kind of like the Doom Invasion mode. That type Where of stuff. Where somebody can come in. Yeah. Um, yeah. They said that they were okay. experimenting with, with stuff along those lines. But it, it, does that change your opinion at all? Those types of multiplayer uh, elements? It, it doesn't change it. It just makes it a little tiny bit less interesting. Because I think that they have some of the single-player stuff down. And mm-hmm. I like the world. 
Dishonored's world makes me want to play it more than the gameplay does, if right. that makes sense. I get like, that. Like, I'm more like, oh, hey, what's this? I like Thief. I like Deus Ex. I like any of those style of games. I like Prey. Like, those are the kind of games I really do like. Yeah. Um, I just feel that uh, the multiplayer element... I mean, it's up to them, but I, I, it doesn't necessarily speak to me as much as if they said, you know, we're working on something else, and it was Bioshocky slash... Yeah. Dishonored. I mean, I, I still think that one of the best designed levels I've ever had the chance to play was the Dunwall Streets in the first Dishonored. In the first Dishonored. Just something about it, man. I really, really liked. You know, it, it always sticks with me. I think it was just yeah. the feeling of being able to go inside buildings, steal people's stuff, leave that building, then go to, you know, find my way through the gate to the um, estate mansion thing. I forgot exactly what the building was. And inside there is like a whole new puzzle. That was when I was like, wow, this is intricate, deep level design. And I'm glad yeah. that they emphasize that they want to focus on world building, giving players those abilities and saying, you do what you want and level design. Because that, that's what they're so freaking good at, man. Even even Prey, which, you know, I really admired it for that level design, even though I didn't like the, the final act of the story. Um, I didn't really, I thought it got just a little chaotic. It was still such a well-designed game. And that's why I'm so in love with Moon Crash, because it takes those incredible designs, those incredible mechanics, and that's all it's about. It's yeah, all right. on the forefront. Mm-hmm. Robert, have you actually, have you played Moon Crash? Oh, yeah. I, have, yep. I haven't finished it yet, but I have it, and I've been playing, I've been chipping away at it. Um, I still don't have the, uh, what's it, the, uh, the, like, the girl who sweeps, like, the, I forget mm-hmm. what her name is. The engineer? That, no, not the engineer. No, the, uh, the, the spy. Um, or the oh. Uh, janitor. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the janitor. I don't have the janitor. Um, I got really close to the end for that, um, but then I broke my character's legs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I funny, too far. Oh. But um, yeah. funny story about Moon Crash. While we were at a QuakeCon playing at the Moon Crash uh, booth, I totally broke the game because you know how you're supposed to die at the beginning with the thermal mimics. Yes. They were just normal mimics for me, and so after I killed them, I walked out, and I, my character had fly abilities. I could just hey, fly everywhere, right. so I was hitting a telepath with a wrench. It was ridiculous, <laughs> or a technopath with a wrench. It was ridiculous. I found it hilarious because they tried entering the That's console command to walk, and uh, it just wouldn't let me walk. I just kept flying. <laughs> it was beautiful. That's awesome. And uh, you're gonna hate me about the, this little dip of uh, Dishonored. I was one of those people who got in first played it and I just couldn't get into it. And so because of that, I just never played the second one. I tried to go back to the first one multiple times. I just got halfway through. I was like, eh, Mm. I just, I don't know why that game never uh, clicked right. Sometimes it it just doesn't because yeah, there's a little bias for me just because I I love Dishonored. So for me, it's hard to imagine like what, what don't people like about this? It's a really like I just think it's the best stealth series out there. That's why I like it so like, much. You oh. know, when I when I think stealth games, mm-hmm. I don't think of any other series. I don't even know a fucking good stealth game that's come out. Between I think one of the main reasons why is because uh, if I tried to stealth, I always fucked up, and uh, then I would always, I'd go oh whatever, and then I I'd, I'd want to restart the level every time I messed up, and I just I was. Uh, I think that's part of the reason why. You gotta be, like, be able to accept your consequences. Uh, <laughs> it boils down to you. I, it's not the game. <laughs> I had a I had a stealth game that uh, I would have said, but it actually came out just the year in the year that Dishonored Two came out, and that's Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. I say out of that those type of games, I love Deus Ex, even though the Absolutely. first one is a uh, is too yeah. crunchy to be played. Um, 
in Carrick's words, it's too crunchy. But um, I love that series. I love Human Revolution. I love Mankind Divided. That's where I go for my stealth personally. Mm. And just like doing that and being able to, especially with Mankind Divided, where they added like the taser knuckles to where you could do non-lethal <laughs> in such a badass way. It's just like that's also that's one of my biggest problems with Dishonored. You want to be uh, non-lethal, you can't use your left mouse click. You can't use your main button because you're killing people with your sword. Um, it's just, and there were so it's just so limited to how you, you can use your do right click and shoot sleep darts. <laughs> yeah, but you can only hold five sleep darts as opposed to like twenty. You can buy upgrades points. to hold more, and you can use shock nades, choke people out. Like I'm, I'm diffusing your argument right now. You've lost. You've lost before it started. <laughs> you know no, what's crazy not, uh, to me? I. Because Maddie and I have talked about this with Dishonored in particular, um, I I do not like the level design in almost any of the Dishonored games. But it's only one particular element, which is those fucking electric door gates or whatever. Yeah. I fucking hate and, those too. And then the mm-hmm. random walls in the middle of a road, which looks like Gears of War. Like every time I play Gears of War, I always have to turn off my brain and be like, "Yes, there's going to be something to hide behind." And it's not going to make sense. Just deal with it. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I remember playing the first Dishonored, and I came up to one of those walls, and I was like, the fuck is this wall doing here? It's like literally a dick wall. It's like you would just run and smash your balls on it. There's no – it doesn't do – it doesn't do anything. It's not there to stop cars from parking. It's fucking in the middle of the – it's just – or not the road, the path. And, and so I didn't like that. I get why people don't like Dishonored for various reasons, and, but I also can definitely see why people do. Because one of the things I did was I went online and found that video of the guy who's really good at all the stealth kills. Yeah, that's and, great. And just watching him do those. And, you know, whatever. Like, the the cool kills are one thing, but I'm more interested in the traversal that he was doing. Like, the unique, not unique movements, but putting them all together. I think that's really cool. I just, I think Dishonored's one of those titles that if you have a bad time at the starting, it's so difficult to bounce back. And I don't know, I, and I don't mean difficulty, I mean your initial Just, impression. Yeah. Almost everybody I know who had a bad initial impression on that game continued it, even if they beat it. While then, mm-hmm. everybody I know who had a good impression most likely liked it. Like, it didn't drop. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, and there might be a specific I've, part in the game. I feel like it might be, you know how whenever people relate a song to, like, a bad part of a relationship? I yeah. think it might be that kind of deep. Because it's like, every time I start out, I'm like, uh... I get that feeling, that angst, yeah. that anxiety of going through yeah. it again and realizing yeah, odd, odd title. that. Also, uh, on the Deus Ex little conversation, I think I'm the only person on the planet who still loves Deus Ex Invisible War. Oh, I like too. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no, man. Oh, you like Invisible we're, War? We're best friends. Dude, yes, a lot. Seriously, because it was a my lot. first game as a kid, and uh, Robert right here, he loves to just I'm sorry. bump you, me down on it. I, I, I love oh, one. Love I think it. it's better. Because it, only... it was my first RPG game. I love the vent crawling and the all the stuff he could do. And the Omar. Playing the basketball right outside your house. Yeah. yeah. My, the, okay. Uh, so crazy to me. My problem, My biggest problem with that game is the fact that it had a universal ammo system. Whereas you had to be scrounging for very specific ammunition in all the other games. Yeah. And that sure. feel like it took away from the difficulty and some of the... And the HUD was a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. The HUD was the first... That, I, if anybody remembers, that was the first console Deus Ex, too. Yeah. And they, that on so, the, uh, Xbox controller Xbox. was awful. Yeah. And so I think that that... I, I have no problems with people having problems with, like, the systems changes and stuff. It makes total sense. I just, after a while, I'm like, eh. You know, if if I like the world, and I I do like Invisible War in that way for sure. I don't like Piss Filter. Which one's that? The yellow one. 
Human Revolution. Um, oh my god. Yeah. I, I, I love that game despite that, but I think in certain ways it adds That's the to the ugliest fucking look, dude. You like that uh, look? I, I like that it's... Uh, I like how the filter is is representative of the time in the world where mm-hmm. it's the golden age of robotics and right. of uh, cybernetic implants. And that's really what they've talked about. That's what they were going for. And that's why they took that filter out of the next one because um, it's things have fallen down. Things have gone bad for mm-hmm. it. That's why they went to more muted tones, more grays, more dark things in mankind divided which yeah also, to me the, it just looked a little bit uh, a little bit too much like a really bad porn hub search like, it, was, <laughs> it was really gnarly man like i don't know what it was but that was a yellow ass filter because we look at fallout fallout has always had filters in fact the first mod for every fallout is removing the filter yeah. it's oh it's almost guaranteed like that'll be your first mod. and shit yeah yeah and and people trying to get it more of a clear look you know, versus the yellow overcast, even though they like that because they indicate it's the particulate in the air, and right. I get it. But I don't know what it was about that game. That fucking, even looking back at it, even the pictures online, like, everything just looks like just somebody took yellow. a pee. A light misting. Yeah, my yeah, biggest so. gripe with uh, with Human Revolution was the, the part on the boat where they level one you. I thought that was so fucking stupid. Oh, nothing's oh, nothing's geez, a huge momentum killer like that, man. Because oh, I, I really is. liked that game. That's that's and, why Mankind Divided is a far better game, in my opinion. Is yeah, it just I'm sure I'd like it a lot more. Game? Just then, I hear that the ending's awful, and I'm like, okay. And they put the series what, to rest there, and I think, what, well, no, there's no that the, I don't think that it had a bad ending. In fact, the only it had only had one boss, but the boss, the biggest problem with Human Revolution for me is that the bosses you couldn't take down in any way other than you're just going to shoot at them. Whereas in that one, you could be stealthy. You could take him down non-lethally. And Wasn't that also... the same way in, in Human Revolution? There was like a, a no, really tough boss fight was... with like an electric floor, and you could do it non-lethally? Uh, you couldn't do it non-lethally. You could only shoot those. You could only fight the, um, yeah. the ones in Human Revolution head-on with just by murdering them. There yeah, was in fact, no there was point. a uh, joke on the achievement where it said, uh, on the human mankind divided, it said, uh, kill nobody in the run. Bosses are people too. That was one of the achievements. Because ah. yeah, just because yeah, that was. Because in the first one, you could kill. You only had the ability to kill the bosses. Also, okay. you, you talked about them putting that to rest. That makes me very angry that they put that series to rest. Just because. Well, it's for I know the they Avengers were, game. They no, but they were working on a third one, and I just want that the ending of that so badly. Just because I love the first two parts. Of I don't that. think anybody here would argue that DSX isn't over. I, I mean... Yeah. No, it's definitely it's, not. Uh, it's versus, like, Dishonored or something, I think that um, that DSX is one of those titles that uh, I would assume they will go back no, they and, will. and look just, at. You I, know. Want it. I, just, yeah. I just wanted it. Right. And Matt is right. Marvel has taken over such Phoenix. a large yeah, they, amount. That, there's an article by Eurogamer I'm looking at right now that says, don't expect another big Deus Ex game anytime soon. Um, yeah. Eidos Montreal busy with Tomb Raider, Avengers, and Guardian of the Galaxy projects. The great thing about that is, and this always works Guardians. out, is if they do well, then the money will feed to other places to allow them to take chances and adjust things. And exactly. that could be quite interesting. And when you're making Marvel titles, it's almost a guarantee they'll have more money Dude. to put into that series. Exactly. I'd love to see Telltale's Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy, how those sold and Batman sold versus all the others. Even though I like Wolf probably the best, Same. I really enjoyed Batman. Guardians I didn't like, but I bet you right. they 
I bet you they sold better just because they are, right? It's that crossover. Mm-hmm. It's and, and the excellence of that. So, yeah, that Marvel money is going to start just smoking in. It's yeah. going to be weird yeah. to see what happens to that company. Unless Absolutely. they botch that bitch. Like, what if they botch it, Maddie? What if we get it and it's like buggy and it's just like, you know, it's like. Yeah, there's X- always a chance. Just because it's Marvel doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. Right, right. It, won't, it would be weird, though. Because they, it's such a big deal to get that license and mm. to know, you know, the titles that they're making. It would be yeah. so weird to be like, yeah, they fucked that up. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's our uh, that's our last bit of news for the show. Um, we have one question oh, though. Um... We have one question. Sorry, don't mean to cut you off, Robert. Uh, I just don't. I don't want to forget because actually, last episode when we were doing viewer questions, I had forgotten one and had to backpedal. So we got. Why do you think Arcane is going this way? Was it strictly due to sales performance or another reason? And with this news, do you think they are working on a new IP? Yeah. Um, I couldn't... You went a little bit robot there. What were you saying with that? I was reading the question. Pretty much, uh, X Toft X had asked us why we think Arcane is going this route. Was it due to sale performance or another reason? And do you think they're working on a new IP? Um, I think it's sales performance for Dishonored in particular too didn't do too well. Okay. Micah. I just hope that they just hope they don't do that to Prey just because they left it open for so much more. Hmm. And yeah. and I hope Moon Crash sells well. I really hope that that and I hope that more people end up buying Prey because they should because it's just You know how Prey could do well? Um is if because Game Pass is such a big deal now, yeah, I'd like to see Microsoft just say Prey is on, um, is on Game Pass yes. because I've had a couple uh, in the last two weeks. I've had some um, people on our podcast, and one of them is putting a game out on Game Pass and wasn't able to talk exactly about the finances, but it's obvious from everyone involved that there's not only a sales thing that occurs with Game Pass where people play your game and even though it's free they still buy it which is crazy mm. you know you know what what whether you like that or not but then also if it's removed from Game Pass the purchase through is actually quite high and it makes a lot of sense it gets more people playing and that I I honestly think that would be their best bet right now and especially Bethesda and Microsoft love each other they're like the yeah. boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend at school that you never quite know if they're fucking but they are that's well, we, I mean we they don't... are <laughs> just because Microsoft not only owns the Xbox and the good of the Xbox, but they also own the PC. So yeah. those are their two biggest markets right there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, what I was going to say is, yes, I think it's sales. And then also, um, I don't think it, it like they, they're stopping that. I They're wanting to do other things. I think sales alone is probably the culprit. Because if the sales were high enough, high enough, very high, um, even if other people had lost all desire to make another Dishonored, they would just hire another team. Yeah. And they would say, let's do Dishonored 2 or Dishonored 3. And they're not doing that, which means they, at minimum, didn't make enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Because if it's going to go well, do any of us think, aside from Rocks, Rocksteady you know, and some others who say Batman's over, do we really believe anybody would say, oh, that did really fucking well. Let's not do that again. Yeah. Right? Like, no one think, says that. I think that Dark Souls is resting few. for a good while. Just because the leader of that team is like, no. Mm. But they're going to do, like, spiritual successors to it. You already know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's... 
like the Dark Souls, character. the name is resting, but the game type isn't resting because yeah. they're doing the same fucking thing on their next title. The, yeah, the studio isn't resting. So that's for yeah. Sure. So, but I, mean, I think uh, with the end of Dishonored, I think they're going to put their full force into Prey. And so I think what they're going to do is going to try to lift their new baby up, you know? Hopefully. And I think, Microsoft, like you said, if they put that on Game Pass, that would do them so well. So we could consider the baby, like Prey, that baby mm-hmm. comes out, you look at it, and let's be honest, all babies are fucking ugly, no matter what anybody <laughs> says. So you look at it, and you're like, eh, that's Prey. Then Prey Moon Crash, it's aged a little bit. It's got its footies yeah. on, its pajamas, and you're like, that's sort of a cute, that's sort of a cute toddler. And then we get Prey 2, or Prey whatever the fuck they call it, and that's when you get the smoking hot chick. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Because I, um, I, if they do a Prey whatever they call it, I fucking, I'll be there day one. I'm going to get it, that's for sure. Yeah, same. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it won't, it won't be the Prey 2 we had seen on that GameSpot pe- preview. Of course not. That got canceled. It won't be <laughs> that, that one. Cool. But I'll be all right with this Prey 2, I guess. Do you know why I'll be all right with it? Because that, that wasn't a game. It so wasn't. it's like we have no clue what it would have been. No, this, I'm just I'm being facetious. I, 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 I know like you are. I know you are. Sorry. <laughs> and I do know you are because you've mentioned that multiple times. I apologize. <laughs> I was just more saying for anybody watching. Well, I, I feel like not for you, but more so for the audience who's like, shut the fuck up, Matt. God, why don't you just die already? You know, like <laughs> that type of shit. That um, Bounty Hunter was the best game ever. It was fully done. <laughs> you know? It did look good, but yeah, it, it's it not. It did look good. Look smoke. Yeah, who, who knows if it was uh if it was gonna be the uh that type of game the whole way through. I have Whatever. a question before we end, just real quick. <clears throat> Go for it. Does anybody think do we really think Batman's done? No. No, of course not. There's gonna be something Batman. No, no, no. I don't mean wise. something. I don't mean something, because that would be dumb. Yeah. I'm not saying that they magically pretend Batman is done. <laughs> what I'm saying is, do we think that that style of game a Batman title that is pretty much fitting to those, you know, the the gameplay mechanics we saw. Do we fully think that Batman is done, I and that they won't of, figure out a way to to come back? Go ahead. Sorry. I think that for as of right now, it seems like it. But with the you, I hope you all are aware of how readily and stupidly they can retcon anything in comic books. Exactly. Because I'm saying. yeah. Because. Everything can change. I also, oh, uh, I want to talk about villains I think should show up in the Spider-Man game. Just because there are some top-tier Marvel villains that are untapped and should be in a game. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what about you, Maddie? Like, do you think it's done? Because I don't know why, dude. I'm just waiting for them to say, you know, have the cow come out at an E3 yeah. and be like, well, Batman... The, the secret ending at Arkham Knight indicated it was anything but done, you know? Like there exactly. Was, there was That's why I'm confused. something else going on. Um, but what did that secret? Mm, no, I, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I think personally that it's kind of like Spider-Man. It kind of went away. Nobody talked about it. And then right. you look at the new one. Everybody's like, oh, my God, look at the new Spider-Man. This looks amazing. I think yeah. once people start craving Batman again after maybe, let's say, four or five years from now, there will probably be people going, where's the next Batman game? Where's the next, like, the old Asylum City games? And everybody's going to start talking about it, and mm. the studio's going to be right back jumping into it and just say, yeah, we got it. See, it'll be, I think it'll be like that. I don't even think it'll take that long. I think... I don't either. Industry, <laughs> I'm just saying, for example. I just feel like right. in, in our industry, 
it's always action reaction and especially with marvel and dc it's like marvel does something what's dc doing dc does something yeah. what's marvel doing <laughs> and i especially feel like in this case people are going to play spider-man ps4 it could be good bad horrendous it could be whatever people are going to be like well what's dc doing in reaction to this and yeah. i feel like we'll see sooner rather than later something outside of the the, the lego games that dc typically does um I think what will happen is I don't think Batman's done. Absolutely not. I think it's it. They've made a lot of money on it, but I think it also showed that they have evolved Batman to his highest potential. That is really possible to do in a game. I think that what they do is they move on to a different hero and show how they can be cool. Because Batman, we'd exactly. seen cool Batman games before, but Arkham really got it done. And so I think what they got to do is focus their talents elsewhere. You know, kind of like we were talking about Dishonored on rest mode right here. Put Batman on rest mode. People will want Batman. That's, there's no doubt and, about and that. bring a green arrow. Yeah, a green and arrow. Bring, bring a, a flash. Lightning. I would love to see a flash game somehow. Well, I feel like that would be a little too, uh, I guess, horizontal. There would be no verticality to that because he doesn't have, like, the jumps or the grappling hooks I and was... stuff to get around. I would think a Daredevil game. Actually, no, yeah. uh, he's not these. He's not DC, but I, that, I was thinking, right when you said that, that was like a that really clicked with me. So that's not a bad I idea. Was, I was thinking um, a character that's been in the Arkham games and was playable in like challenge modes, but um, Nightwing Cat, or or Catwoman or Catwoman. Yeah, I would I'm, play a Catwoman game. Yeah, <laughs> I would fucking. What if Catwoman I mean, would be one. all over that? What if they do? What if they do it post Bat or Arkham Knight in the absence of Batman? Right, and it's like Catwoman is the villain. And you do a villains, but it's not villains because it's Catwoman who's never really truly didn't, evil. Didn't they cool. imply that those two were like going off together at the end of that? Well, yeah, we don't want to talk too much about it. Sorry. Yeah, there was no. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, I sense. don't know the full secret ending, but it's I I'm able to put those two together just based off what they were, how they were acting at the end of the game. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. I. Yeah. I, I, I Green Arrow, like Maddie said, uh, I, I don't mind him holding off on Batman, coming back and saying, it's a young Batman, it's noir Batman. I'd be all over those. Also, yeah, Green Arrow would be... would be. Uh, I, I think Flash would be easy now because we have DC Online, which is the superhero game that's online, the MMO. Yeah, and they have, they have speedsters, yeah. and I play that game all the time. They have speedsters that can run right up the side of the building. Oh, so okay. I think, yeah, and it works. I, I gotta say, it you almost don't feel slower than somebody flying like because you can leap because of the speed and momentum it's fantastic game and so to me i feel that that would be very cool to have imagine having just learning right you're a young flash where maybe you don't have all your advanced powers kid flash and you're you're picking up on how to go faster you know and sort of understanding everything i think Mm. combat it'd be pretty overpowered though i mean jesus can you imagine that fucker beating up a bunch of thugs it'd be devastating like they're just and everybody's dead all right all the fights last two less than a second (laughs) that's what maddie and i talked about we talked about green arrow and i said i wanted him to be able to kill and that's what got us into the discussion of a villains game because we were talking yeah. about Green Arrow's best seasons for me was when he killed people, and I didn't know if they if DC would feel comfortable with that. Um, mm-hmm. But a, a a darker, grittier, R-rated Green Arrow based in like Batman style stuff, but an Oliver who was killing people, I would fucking be that there. Would, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. That Absolutely, be cool. Um, and not done in jest because like we've seen our M-rated games like. 
Deadpool, oh. which wasn't good. I mean, there was the Wolverine oh, yeah. game, which was so good, and that was well, hold up. let let the, Logan the, the, brutalize everyone. The Deadpool game was fun. It was fun, but it just it got boring after a time. Yeah, like the, yeah. the comedy was good, and then it, it, halfway through the game, it just felt empty. Yeah, yeah. I, I entirely agree with that. It was like it was a popcorn game, is what I called it. I knew I was yeah. not buying into something amazing. I didn't expect something amazing, and I I got right. exactly yeah. that. So I enjoyed what I played for sure. But what were you? Finish your thought, Maddie. What were you? You because you, uh, th- you were you were building up to something there. I was just I saying that I don't like. If we want a grittier game, because we've seen our mm-hmm. M-rated games on two sides of the spectrum when it comes to superheroes. We saw, like I said, Deadpool, which was, you know, a little bit bloody, but it was more so sure. M-rated because it was just immature humor and all that bullshit. Um, whereas we've seen really gritty M-rated superhero with the Wolverine Origins game where he's literally, like, dive-bombing people with his fucking claws and ripping people in half, that type of stuff. And I'm not asking for that level of gore, but um, I think that we have a chance of seeing that because of those types of games existing yeah. with a uh, green arrow. I don't know why I almost gotcha. said dark arrow. Dark arrow. <laughs> I don't know, where would that even it... come from? <laughs> dark side. Dark Knight. No, Dark Knight and Green Arrow mixed yeah, together. There we go. Yeah, yeah, I was like, where you got what it? am I thinking of? Yeah, and you know what? It's because in Mega Man X8, there's this there's this power you can get called like Black Arrow, which is like a, it's a literal oh. dark arrow that you shoot out. Oh, what about Black Lightning? Just joking. I don't yeah. want a game like <laughs> We had the writer of Black Lightning on our podcast. When we were talking about it, and I was like, "I got to admit, man, I'm gl- I'm glad you wrote it, but man, uh-uh. 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 <laughs> oh, can, can I, I, say... I love that oh. character normally too. What were you saying? Uh, can I say the uh, the Marvel villains who need to be in the Spider-Man game just because it's it's a it's a laugh? Pitch away, so, oh, Insomniac has list, listened this deep. Insomniac, th- this matters. Listen, yeah. Insomniac, this matters. You need to put in Big Wheel and Asbestos Man. Those are so wow. oh, fucking God. obscure. Where the fuck did that even Dude, come from? Dude, those are arcane as fuck. Might as well put Calendar Man in a fucking Batman game. <laughs> here's, 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 here's the, here's, they kind of did. Here's oh, the great no. thing with, they kind of did. The, they kind of did. Here, here's the great thing with, with Asbestos Man in the comics is he has a suit made out of asbestos. When we found out that that was lethal and poisonous, they gave him cancer because of it in the comic. Hmm. Interesting. All right. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I just went with ridiculous dumb villains that should. It was just. If, a yeah, you probably you could probably Spider-Man got someone else outside of us to laugh. So. Yeah. Sorry. No, no you have I to apologize. You We're have fucking to apologize. grilling you for fun, man. Yeah, you're having it's, a good time. Uh, it's in Spider-Man's. Man, God damn! I hope that game's good. <sighs> yeah, me both, bro. Mm, mm. I, I do too. Dude, I'm we're just, only a couple of weeks out. We're close. I know, and it's like it's one of the few games ever to cause me you fuckers too because i didn't want to play spider-man until fucking maddie and lone would shut up about the fucking game. <laughs> and then i'm like now all i'm thinking about is like spider-man man that's fucking awesome yeah, yeah. It's, it's just i'm so excited it's just in that. the back of my head always that's the thing always in it's the back like of my head and again you see the new game coming out you're like oh my gosh <laughs> it is always in the back of my head too and i don't red dead's not which is crazy i think it's going to be amazing i think it's after something... spider-man once spider-man's when they gone. showed spider-man in this last trailer yesterday or the day before the open world one and you're just like well first of all technically technically the proficiency there is beyond belief yes. for yes. for a console mm-hmm. title that is un believable and he's and it's there it's so slick there's no fps drops mm. it's fucking there is a little pop in but nothing that looks egregious and the goddamn lighting in that game he's swinging at night 
And if you look on like windows and stuff, they've actually used the correct like diffuse lighting and all this stuff to make it look like it's the the kind of almost like shade wrapper you would put over a window and then you have your blinds behind it. Like there's depth to everything. It just it looks so fucking good. It looks like a world I want to just go. I'm going to be in this world for like eight hours and do nothing but walk around. I, I loved when they were showing different districts in New York City, and, yeah. and they changed, like, the time of day, and the lighting would reflect that. Like, you'd see the neon signs of Radio City or something like that. I was like, th- as a New Yorker, I was like, I love that. You know? Yeah. I, I adore that. So One cool. One question. What, what's the Spider-Man game rated? T. Oh, okay. And we won't get a villain that I actually want to be in a ma- major in a Probably game. Not. I want Carnage. <laughs> I want Carnage. Yeah, I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll be light or anything. But I think that yeah, their first foray isn't going to be like fucking well, an R rated. Just none of the Batman we... games were rated M, right? Yeah. Nope. Wait, even no, though they even get... though you're fucking grabbing their arms and shit, Maddie, and like breaking them backwards and shit, yeah, you're yeah, like that's literally not taking mature. their elbow and pushing you're not into killing their them. Yeah. Well, that one time he like leaps up in the air, he fucking hammers somebody, like go through the wall and come back, and you're like, dude, that guy's fucking oatmeal. I don't think yeah. that's M. I don't think those are M. I don't. I think no, those I thought they would be for the Joker at the end of Asylum, at least. You know, just how grotesque it was turning into. You mean with the with the chemical and yeah. you mean transforming the into the boss troll? In that worst series? boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Talk I mean, about the, taking the... the best idea and then being like, "Let's have him be a meat sack." <laughs> let's fuck it up. All he is. Let, let's let's uh, best boss in that series, Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze, but also Death uh, or um, Deathstroke. And yeah, that's what, yeah. What I was gonna say that? That, that stroke is in Origins, and that's my which favorite. that's Origins, yeah. And their their battle back and forth, and it looks sort of cool with the blocking of the swords. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, fucking that was sick, awesome. bro. So that was sick. awesome. Except I failed at it. I don't know why, but I just my brain wasn't working, and I got my yeah. ass kicked a couple times when I'm yeah, against that's, him. That's I wasn't what I was. Enough. I was like, "What's happening?" I was just yeah, like, yeah. "What's <laughs> happening in that?" It was a different fight. style. It was a different style, but. Sorry, Maddie's probably giving a thumbs up, telling people he's alive. We've yeah. held him over for like a full hour. Thank you, mom. Now my mom brought me in dinner. She she brought you in dinner and also muzzled the dog. Thank you. Wait, <laughs> I don't like have a muzz- fork, mom. Shit. Oh, you're not even in the camera. <laughs> you're not in the camera. Maddie's or... mom being in the camera is the least egregious issue this podcast would ever have. In it. Right? That's like true. it wouldn't be considered a negative. But no, man, that was a blast. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Two hours. Um, Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Mika. Uh, or Micah, sorry, jeez. I don't know where I got You're Mika good. from. What's Mika from? There's a game someone's called Mika. Armika? Uh, Street Fighter. That might Street be Fighter. Armika. Because I was just talking about Street Fighter the other day. Yes. I Thank you, Micah. M-I-C-A-H. <laughs> Micah. For joining the show. We really uh, yes. appreciate you guys coming on, showing the energy, getting involved in the conversation. We hope you guys had a blast as well. Yeah, That's we sure did. This is fantastic. So happy with this. (laughs) Good, man. I hope you guys uh, save this to your hard drives and never delete it. (laughs) (laughs) The one time I was on the handbrake broke I was famous Telling his kids, rocking in his his fucking little rocking chair, telling his kids. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Time to shut it down so I can eat. (laughs) I'm starving right now. Thank you guys so much for joining. To those of you who listen this deep, use the hashtag Micah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah perfect yes perfect. let us know you got this far <laughs> tweet the handles on screen and we'll catch you guys next time peace out peace out man that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that 
Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Thank you.